three, two, one. Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of Crossing the Streams. Today we're talking about Avatar, The Last Airbender, a, an amazing show that I think uh, everyone mm. here is quite fond of uh, in preparation for the live action series that is coming this month, February. Uh, very, very excited. I am your host, Eric, aka Nerdchronic. I am an advocate for online creators working for Passion Fruit, who uh, focuses on news in the content creation space. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to get into all our guests today because we have a lot today, and I'm mm. so excited for each who I want to be able to join us. Uh, I'm going to start with my uh, good co-host, good friend, uh, Andres Ace Cabrera. You may know him from his uh, channel, First Cut Studios. Andres thank you for joining us yeah happy to be here i'm excited to talk about avatar the last airbender obviously one of my favorite shows of all time i'm sure a lot of you guys feel the same way and yeah excited to get into this conversation as always uh gonna go over to our uh most tenured participant here uh omni media <laughs> this is the third time in a row omni thank you for joining us i just managed to watch all the right things i guess <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. i uh i i didn't get to cover this at all on the on the channel because i had watched it from when it originally aired yeah. to completion. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, anytime I have a chance to talk about it, I will not hesitate to bring it mm. up, re refer back to it because at the moment, and I was 15 when it came out, uh, mm. or no, 16. I was 16. I was in my junior year of high school when it came out, and it was just right time. You know, anime was ramping up. Toonami was the thing. And I was like, oh, Nickelodeon's throw their hat in the game. Let's see what this is about. They're throwing fireballs. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. And then it just became <laughs> so much more than that. The the more mm -hmm. it went off. And when you're like waiting like year, two years between those books <laughs> and you're just like <laughs> hyperventilating, <laughs> it's it's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and, but and like every time I see a new channel, pick it up and I've pretty much been tracking everybody's uh journey on this thing because anytime i see a new channel reacting to it mm. i'm like i have to chase this high again because yeah. i'm never going to yeah um, it's it's like barring live action animation transcendent of genre it's a it's a mm. top five uh show of all time for me Easily. Uh, absolutely 100%. love it yeah, that, that that's the perspective I wanted today. <laughs> Someone who wasn't in the in the grind of it, but you know, you have seen what what's happened in the wake of it. Uh, I'm gonna jump up to uh, my other good friend, uh, Kyle Katarn, representing his other channel today, uh, Grizzled Wizard, uh, who is going through the Legend of Korra reactions. He reacted to the show itself. Kyle, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to be here, everybody. Um, yeah, I super enjoyed watching Avatar. I feel like a relative latecomer to the fandom community because I watched mm. it for the first time maybe only a year ago. And uh, as as Nerd Chronic just said, I'm on book three of Korra right now. Mm. Um, it definitely like has an honored place in all of the animated shows that I've ever watched. It's like easily in the short list, um, possibly like outside of animation too. just like in terms of just sheer storytelling, a mm. wonderful plot development. And and the art itself is absolutely like I'm I always kind of come at the shows that I watch from an art direction angle, first and foremost. And mm. Avatar just blew me away in that regard. <clears throat> I think I think I'm. In the majority opinion, when I say I'm very cautiously optimistic for the live action show coming up. Yeah. Um, but I don't really hold any stakes in that. Even if I'm disappointed by it, I'll always have the cartoon, right? We'll always have Avatar mm -hmm. The Last Airbender. And it's yeah. So yeah. fantastic. Of course. Of course. Uh, can jump uh, down to uh, one of the newcomers of the space, uh, but I have binge watched her reaction. She is a fantastic reactor oh, in her own right. Thank is, you. Uh, Angela from <laughs> uh, Funny Little Gal Reacts. Uh, Angela, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me here. 
yeah, I, I have to agree with everybody that Avatar is easily one of the best things I've ever watched. And mm. that isn't just animation. It's television show, period. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to the live action apprehensively just yeah. because I don't think anything could ever really compare with ATLA. Um, but even if they capture 50% of what the animated show has, I think I will have satisfaction with that. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing the characters that I know and love so much come to life in their own way. Exactly. Uh, and jumping up to uh, the man himself from Chicago, Sean Tanktop. Sean, thank you for joining us. What's going on, guys? Appreciate y'all um, over here. Yeah, I mean, like hanging out in the um, in the in the what was it like the like the I think the Northern Water Tribe. You know what I mean? Like up next to the next to yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. Chicago <laughs> and stuff. You know, no, but um, um having a um, uh, again. Uh, great to be here. You know, obviously, all of the sentiments said about this show, kind of like. Mm. Um, uh, like are are felt over here but also like i think it's just as far as like it'll be very interesting to kind of parse through all of our kind of journeys with the show and we got a bunch of different ones which i think will be really cool but mm. like just from a a content creating aspect at least in that in that sense it's one of the most impactful things that's ever happened to myself and or the channel like mm. it's up it's up there with game of thrones as far as like changing the trajectory of like mm. of our lives you know what i mean like like literally like mm. like you know how we how we you know like how yeah. how we make a living for ourselves and stuff but also like that's just kind of the artifice kind of, like that's that's the overthink because like it would have been it's i'm would have been in my living room like pumping like crazy during like you know like the uh the meetup of like black sun and everything like that like i would have been mm. going crazy regardless you know what i mean but it's just interesting that you know we have that added on experience with it too and and again yeah as far as like the live action again yes very cautiously optimistic um uh but yeah i don't know we'll, we'll get into it though we'll be talking about it because it's, it's definitely one of those things that we can maybe when we can um untighten our buttholes about this whole thing <laughs> yeah. like you know what I mean? it's, it's super clenched super <laughs> clenched and we're just like uh feeling okay maybe you know what i mean so yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna get there but again happy to happy to be a part of it happy to be with everybody here for sure of course uh and then all the way in the uk uh our good friend simon davies simon i know we talked about how much the show really means to you uh thank you so much for joining us for this uh conversation yeah, thank you for having me. Um, and it's great to meet so many people that, you know, I've watched for the longest time um, and just kind of get the chance to talk about a show that clearly we're all very passionate about. And it's also great to see that I'm not the only one who brought my Apple plush. Do <laughs> <laughs> we have the same one? <laughs> um, I got, one. Be. I I got Momo representing oh, over I here. And stuff like that. Well, awesome. yeah, yeah. There's the thumbnail right there. <laughs> there you go, that's it. So, you know, there's no shame in a man in his mm. mid-30s you know, mm. carrying around a push. No. No, Absolutely, I feel much no. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simon, um, I mean, you stop having guilty pleasures once you realize that all of your interests are fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> that is true. It's one of the revelations of life that I wish I'd had yeah. sooner. Yeah, no, <laughs> 30s, man. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. Um, and I'm just going through a rewatch um in preparation for the new series. So I'm just mm. coming up to the end of book one. Um, and it's been a, I'll admit it's been a couple of years since I've seen the show because mm. there's been so much going on. It's been great just to kind of dive back into it and oh, yeah. just rekindle <clears throat> some of the feelings that I got first time around. So I'm excited to see how everyone is feeling and, you know, all our opinions on things that are coming up. And also 
you know, on the show itself that yeah. came out almost 20 years ago now, not to make anyone oh feel too old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess the old guy in his uh, bathrobe here. Thank you for joining us for joining us. And I know it's late, obviously in Denmark. I'm always happy to have you here. Always happy to be here. Uh, always happy to join anything like this where I can talk about something that I love dearly. And that is definitely the case with Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, and it's, it's one of the shows that Kat and I watched. Uh, it's been a while since we watched it on the channel and we fell in love with it instantly. It's one of our favorite shows of all yeah. time. Just like all you guys said. And it, it just, it has everything in it uh, and i can't wait to hear all you guys' thoughts on it and uh, you know share my own and 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 cat told me some things as well that they wanted me to relay um so uh so yeah i can't wait to get into it uh and i really wish that i had like because i have a like a yeah. momo plushie and, and an app as well but they're in, in <laughs> its room right now i don't yeah. want to go we understand <laughs> yeah and uh up atop, uh, I have some newcomers to the show uh, who are not in the reaction space necessarily. They're in mm. the podcast space uh, primarily. Uh, but I've been a fan of their show for this last year. They are newcomers to the space, but they binge watched last uh, after our last Airbender for their yep. show. And it was a fantastic run. I listened to all the episodes for it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Justin and Lexi from the <laughs> podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, hey. Thanks for thank having you. us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we are. Um podcast technically mm. uh but we always do reactions and yeah. this is what like started our channel mm. um you know we do things that one or both of us haven't seen so there's always a fresh reaction yeah i like grew up uh, like watching avatar so like when we decided to make a podcast it was like the first thing that i wanted to show her mm -hmm. um and you know it's kind of kicked off like everything yeah we've come a long way yeah yeah, yeah. Me, i i mean we for i first thought and i was like his name is avatar like that's yeah, what yeah. this is cool <laughs> and and now it's like going from that to caring like so buying so much merch caring so deeply <laughs> yeah. for this show and being so so excited for yeah. the live action oh my gosh i'm so excited so yeah. yeah we're we're just really happy to be here and excited to be in conversation with all these really really awesome people mm. Absolutely. Uh, and last but not least, uh, the man of the hour, <laughs> our very special guest who uh, is joining us uh, <laughs> at last. It is. I'm so sorry. Ryan, <laughs> I, I let my head down for a nap and just completely. Oh, no. I'm going to go off. And then my girlfriend woke me up. was like, aren't you supposed to do something? I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it grabbed my oppa plushie. Though. There you hey, go. You yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Serge, thank you so much for joining us, man. I'm for happy, sure. happy to have you here. It's good to see a lot of familiar faces I haven't seen in a while, haven't talked to, and uh, some new faces as well. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Thanks uh, for joining us. We weren't talking shit at all while you were. While uh, you were I'm here. sure. <laughs> I'm sure, Sean. I'm sure. <laughs> Would never. <Yeah>. Never. <laughs> uh, uh, so, obviously, there's a lot to go over with the show. Um, we're going to go over like the three seasons, but within that three seasons, so much is packed in uh, just from yeah. our love and our experience with it. I want to start off with everyone's specific sort of uh, experience with the show. Uh, how it impacted your relationship with your channel and why we're here today talking about it in this format. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to start uh, with uh, my buddy Andres Cabrera. Um, 
he talks about Avatar a lot for his show, and he's interviewed a lot of great guests about um, just the themes and complexities of it. Uh, Andres, what was your experience with the show uh, growing up and how it sort of informed your relationship with uh, your online uh, content for it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm with Omni as far as watching this show. I saw it a year after it came out, and I was just starting high school, which is kind of an insane period because, Omni, you said it was the perfect time. For me, it's kind of the opposite. I don't know about you guys, but when you're in high school, it's not really that cool, at least not in my era, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to watch an animated yeah. kid show and to be a big fan of it. But I was, and a couple of my friends were. So watching this show obviously meant a lot to me. I felt like the themes were very powerful. And when it comes to a connection with my channel, it's interesting because I talk a lot about Korra. And I feel like the themes of Korra mm. are, you know, extremely relevant, obviously, as the themes of Avatar are. But I did a rewatch of Korra and I did a uh, season, uh, one season, and we kind of dive into that season and talk about the themes of each season. Mm. And obviously the same thing with Avatar as well. And it's just interesting to see the evolution of the fans of the show going from mm. uh, a lot of the fans who I knew growing up are obviously older, but also a lot of new fans coming in and appreciating the show through Netflix. I feel like that Netflix uh premiere is what kind of got a lot of people into the show when they put all the shows on netflix yeah and that's what got a new audience involved and it's a balance of powerful thematic elements uh hero's journey it's about anti-colonialism anti-imperialism those kind of themes are always powerful in there but it's also about fighting back and a revolution and about using your gifts and your powers like Aang or even like Azuko to fight back against corruption and against evil. So that's really cool because it has that martial arts aspect. And I grew up a martial arts fan with Bruce Lee and all mm. these martial arts movies I did as a kid. So watching the evolution of like training and martial arts and getting better in order to stop a bigger evil is always something that really got me. And that's why in my channel, I made the top five list the top five benders so mm. i did a top five <laughs> yeah. five benders top five earth benders uh yes. top five water benders and top five uh non-benders because i didn't feel like there was enough air benders obviously yeah but <laughs> i think it's the definitive list i got a lot of people mad but i'm at all was, 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 Aang, not number, only was Aang number one for all of them though no, <laughs> <laughs> no i'm joking i'm joking obviously. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but i have a lot of fun with the show i feel like a lot of people do to have those kind of balances of like enjoying mm -hmm. the martial arts action cinema of it all but also appreciating the themes and how it could resonate now more than ever. Mm. Right, right. Uh, and going over the Surge, uh, Surge, uh, I know you watched uh, Avatar sort of early on in sort of the Normie's career, and you mentioned on the podcast how it was such uh, a specific moment in time for you because it was when you guys were still really sort of climbing up in terms of your content rotation and your scheduling and stuff like that. It was like that sort of like early college <laughs> dorm feeling type of era of watching things. Mm. Uh, yeah, what was your experience like watching the show for the channel at that time? Yeah, like you said, we it wasn't a job yet. The normies were still kind of figuring out how we could make this a whole process and schedule and everything. So we were just watching whenever the crew could get together. And we would watch at midnight sometimes into 1, 2 a.m. And it just felt like a true binge watch of a series with your friends at the time. So it mm -hmm. holds a special place in my heart for that. But also, I think it was just genuinely a surprise that, that this show was as good as it was. Because I think when we... 
when we got it, it was it was a fan choice, and we said, "Oh, it's a, it's a Nickelodeon cartoon, whatever." We were barely mm. doing anime at the time, and um, so we were just going to watch one episode and see how it how it shook up. And then we got so interested in the lore, and it was just so unbelievable that a, a Nickelodeon show, an old Nickelodeon show, could have so much lore to it and and such a fleshed out world that you could tell just from the first episode that oh man they they really thought this out and then you know on top of that learning how each of the bending um was based off a certain type of martial art that deepened the uh the enrichment of of the lore and like uh andre said all the lessons in it you know they come and they don't quite beat you over the head with it yeah it's a kid show but Mm. all of those concepts are very well executed and yeah, it's never on the nose because the way they do it is so fun and artistic and you love the characters yeah. so much. I um, especially just like the ending where Aang finds a different way to the solution than what we all would have thought. It's either this or that. You got you let him live or you lose. And then, oh, no, it's like it, it's che- it can be cheesy, but I don't know. But the way they did it, it was refreshing to see that <clears throat> there's always another path you can take in life when you're presented with an a b choice you, you don't and still always be have true to, to yourself yeah, yeah exactly you don't have to exactly. compromise for the world yeah. exactly and i think that is such a resonant message today as well as mm. we're like you know everyone's fighting for things fighting for their rights and and what what's right in the world and you you can't lose yourself in that mm. yeah totally Really. Very Steve Rogers moment. Yeah. <laughs> when the world tells exactly. you to move, don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, Sean, uh, yeah, we had mentioned it too. Like you mentioned briefly that the show was such an impactful um, time for yourself. Uh, obviously, coming off of the Burlington Bar Game of Thrones run that you had for several years, right? Going into uh, recorded reactions, uh, and this being sort of one of the breakout shows that you had. Uh, yeah, what was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, it was you know because we we were sort of we were like our little you know season two Zuko like kind of moment. Like I'm I'm growing my hair out and I'm kind of a miss because you know there's been mm-hmm. this way in which I've defined <clears throat> myself and my own metrics for my own success and and you know my. Uh, you know, like our, 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 what we have to present to people as creators and stuff. And we started to dabble in some other things, but I mean, that was just like the nerd apocalypse of 2019. We're just like, you know, it's like Game of Thrones is ending. Star Wars is ending Marvel, you know, like the MCU first run is like ending. And so it was all these mm. kind of things and only one of them kind of made it out. Uh, but the, but yeah. you know, like the, <laughs> but the whole, that whole experience, what, you know, you're just like, what do we do? And then COVID happened and and you know the world just served up a piping hot cup of go fuck yourself and your expectations <laughs> and like what <laughs> what you think you're gonna do you know what i mean and then and so we started to get into this we started to get we're just like okay well, like i guess we'll just do straight reactions and stuff like that with just like kind of personality you know with just like a couple of the creators and a couple of the of the regulars that we had from the bar and and so we did that far and away. It's the biggest blowout poll that we've ever had with Avatar. Everybody was so into it. And we're just like, mm. you got to check it out. Started watching it. And the world is like crumbling around us. You know what I mean? Like, like, and yeah. and we don't know what's happening. There's an absolute, like, you know, like there's like, there's maniacs at the helm, at least at the initial start of it and everything like that. It's very uncertain, but we found this little, place of solace and and like interest and um and and enthusiasm and profound like you know thematic 
material and and stuff and and yeah i mean like we were all 35 plus like kids and that's kind of what you were talking about andreas before is kind of and then and what's and what the normies have made famous like that this is not a kid show like you know like, like thing or whatever it's not a kid um, show man yeah no i mean like it's like um I, you know but uh, the the whole just like that that it could connect as as deeply as it did and then all of a sudden like create a wellspring of survival because you know like i at that point i was having trouble like getting you know like unemployment and stuff like that and then all of a sudden like the show comes along and then our channel had grown like farther than i thought that we were ever possible you know what i mean and again and and it was a gift of the, of that show and of our kind of interaction with it and, and everything and that was and it was just like and, and like like ang was just like there's a new way that you can do this like it doesn't have to be the one you know the one thing because i was just like how do we recreate the bar stuff can you and the thing is we fucking can never do it it's never going to happen in the same way that it ever that it happened at that point because that was that time and this is this time now and so <laughs> exactly and so yeah and so it was it was just in that sense it was uh transformative and then also you know it's just it's just an amazing it's just an amazing uh just show and experience and and yeah and so i i think that that was kind of the it, it again showing kind of <clears throat> a lightning strike kind of creating like a new path that you could do it was definitely something for the uh in that that show specifically like altered and did for us that you know it's 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 you know in the book of of sean tank top that's a big <laughs> chapter you know what i mean like and so mm -hmm. <clears throat> and and for everybody else here too so i love but that yeah. you relate the story of the show to kind of your own life too because yeah. i feel like everybody i talk to with avatar has somehow yeah. resonated oh, with yeah. it in mm -hmm. that first time they watched it because i i went through this a similar thing just yeah we talked going on in my life a hundred percent i mean like and, and i remember like when we're going into the finale when we're going into the finale, like the first like signs of like a vaccine mm. starting to happen <laughs> and stuff like that, like the, like this 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 end game, like this possible solution and, and everything. And, yeah, and you're like this you is know. so meta. Yeah. No, no, like you watch, you can literally like yeah. track our mental health like through yeah, our yeah. like mm. if you watch it from front to back and it and and. Wow. And there was a big thing, like I remember Morgan had said, she goes, she was like a big thing for her because like Morgan like is tough. Like she just is <laughs> tough, like Bay mm. Fong. Um, but the, it, we talked about the scene with Uncle Iroh and Toph where he talks about like, um, about like accepting help and seeing yourself as somebody that can be helped. And, yeah. and mm. that it's not, you know, you have defined yourself by your own ability to, um, to uh, like you know to literally shape the world around you and everything like that and and you are kind of and it's so and, and it's not it's okay to be powerless and it's okay to receive that and that was kind of what our patrons did that's what youtube did that's what the show did and so it was very like i don't know it was just it was it was it was it was, it was a, the stars were aligned in such a crazy way especially at that moment in time and everything and again it's yeah it, that was it was a macro thing but it was a very it was a very personal personal thing too of course mm. Yeah, as it is for everyone, uh, particularly mm -hmm. absolutely Simon. Uh, Simon, you had mentioned as well that the show uh, impacted you at such an important time in your life, and you kind of wish that you had the ability to go back and like and tell yourself to slow down with it to expand the experience for yourself. Uh, yeah, what was that like for you? Yeah, um, it, it was interesting because uh, I watched it about a decade after it initially released, and it was one of the first series I reacted to on my channel about six months after I started in 2016. 
And uh, it was a fan suggestion, very much like um, with a poll. And I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. And at that point, I was only watching a couple of shows, binging them, putting them out on a daily basis. And I just found myself wrapped up in the whole thing. And, you know, unfortunately, I was done within a few months. And, you know, you just want to expand that experience as much as you can because you enjoy yeah. it. And you're like, where's the rest of it? You know, there's going to yeah. be more than just three seasons, mm. you know? And so <laughs> if I was to say to myself, yeah. 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 And, and, you know, if I was to go back and say to myself, you know, any, any advice, just take your time with it. You don't have to, you know, by all means, if you want to binge watch it, okay, go for it, but just take your time with it. Mm. And, I think I, I regret it more so now. And, and I'm going to bring up a negative element that I don't know how much experience people have had because this show also almost stopped my channel. And it's, I, I very much considered mm. stopping because of the trouble I had with Same. the company behind it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That'll do it. it. Should, I knew where yeah. you were going with that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if we want to mention the name of the company. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I remember specifically, um, one day waking up to about 50 emails to say mm. copyright strike, copyright strike, copyright strike. Yeah. I uh, just, mm. there was part of me that said, well, it was nice. It was fun while it lasted. I don't fancy going through all that turmoil just yeah. to, you know, come out with a rejection email. Mm. And in the end I persevered and I managed to re-edit things, get them uploaded, but it's in such a, disjointed fashion i go back and look at my reaction videos now and they're so far removed from the original videos that i put up that it almost feels like it's hollow mm. and you know maybe a little bit of advice for people wanting to start out with reactions you know it's tempting to just get rid of the raw files mm. and you know the, the videos Never. in the background mm. don't i really mm. wish i hadn't really you know because now yeah. they're gone and, mm. you know, the only evidence they existed is the shortened versions that now show up on my yeah. channel. But yeah. it did. It had a massive impact. And, you know, even to this day, and I found this in the last couple of weeks with me rewatching it, I find myself sometimes feeling like season one Zuko, very angry, mm. very Aww. wanting to lash out at the world. And then, you know, mm. I think of what would Iroh say to me right now? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I use that to you know kind of rein myself in and go. You know what? It'll pass. Just take a breath, have a cup of tea. Yeah, everything will be fine. Jasmine tea. Yes, Jasmine tea. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that that sums up a lot of my experience. You know, it was one of the most memorable, and and everyone's touched on it. You know, a kids show. It is not. Mm. Um, it opened the doors to me to open to watch other shows that I just thought were cartoons. You know, mm. Teen Titans yeah. was another show that I mightn't have given it a chance had I not watched Avatar. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, I appreciate so much the story and, and just picking very specifically one of the things I really loved about the way the story was told was the parallels. Mm -hmm. The parallels of Aang and Zuko's journey as they go from, you know, the people who they are, whether it's suffering from fear and doubt or anger and pride, and they both collectively find their way through life together to the point where they become the people that they were always meant to be. Mm. And you, you know, the, the way they structured those episodes specifically to mirror 
the journeys was mm-hmm. so well done and that's what really allured me in the early part so yeah that's that's kind of my you know early experiences with it and, especially in season one do you think that we could ever be friends and you're just like oh my god yeah they were seeing it from the beginning you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. yeah but you bring up uh an important element for our space the reaction space the content creation space of the copyright issues that come along with trying to put the show out and your compassion for the show um which is actually how I met uh, my good friend Kyle Kadarn uh, for his channel, for uh, his Star Wars channel, Kyle Kadarn, but also for his uh, channel here, Grizzle Wizard, where he does fantasy sort of uh, adjacent uh, reactions. And Kyle, you were facing the same issue with uh, those uh, reactions, just getting them shot down, shot down, <laughs> shot down. So I stepped in to help you out with some of that. And we managed to get through the series together, and it was a fun experience. Uh, so what was that like for you, just uh, going through the series, once we were able to get it past the, the blockade, as you say? Well, I mean... First and foremost, yeah, it bears acknowledging it. We owe it all to Avatar, right? If it wasn't for the reaction to this series, I would never would have made this connection and uh, probably wouldn't be here with all this wonderful group of people today. You know, I would have continued mm-hmm. to be an isolated, you know, an island over there. Um, Avatar absolutely was formative to me getting a second channel off the ground. I'd already established Kyle Katar and it was very specifically Star Wars content. Um, and I have a Star Wars podcast. My co-host, Bendu, is probably the biggest Avatar fan mm. I've ever met. Endlessly resented the fact that I didn't know what he was talking about when he was talking about <laughs> My man has Avatar. He has airbender tattoos. All right, wow. So, oh, there you go. Dang. He's, he's that guy. On, on the forehead, too. <laughs> he doesn't have that. Oh. <laughs> I, got, I got you. No full commitments. But it was it motivated me to like i want to watch this show so bad he's told me so many times to react to it that i pretty much launched my second channel just to react to this show specifically um and so when my experience began to be parallel with simon's and i you know had such a disjointed release of the episodes because there were months in between sometimes because i had to go back to the drawing board figure out what was happening with dmca um i did save my raw files so i'm happy about that but <laughs> it it you know, there are a lot of things that I look back on it. I wish I could have done differently, but I don't begrudge any of the experience because it was my first time stepping into that into that world. And I was I was very much self-taught. I was editing everything myself, didn't really know what I was doing. So once Nerd Chronic jumped on board and bailed me out, it was it was a really a, a smoother process. And I was able to free up that that mental load to really focus on engaging with the community that was really like embracing these videos and like the numbers were flooding in yeah. i was so preoccupied with the with the behind the scenes elements of it that i wasn't properly engaging with the comments so once that mm. once those roadblocks were cleared away i realized just how like passionate like ferociously so the the fan base can be when embracing a mm. new story and like i was saying before we started rolling about how the mic never lies mm. they knew how frustrated i was and they were urging me to keep going with the show. They were like, don't stop watching. Don't If you have to stop reacting, that's fine, but finish the show. It was very important to everyone yeah. that I was able to absorb the entire story. And looking back, I'm so, so very glad that I did. I felt immensely supported by just this horde of strangers who didn't know me, you know, that just like I, I felt a lot of empathy for what I was going through in that stressful period. And also just I felt so many people invested in my own personal journey with this show and Outside of possibly Star Wars, I don't know of another fandom that I've felt such an instant connection with so many strangers sharing this journey, you know? Um, And I I feel like it was such a powerful experience because even though, yes, it is a Nickelodeon animated show and you would assume that the primary demographic is for children, it has all of those messages that you would expect for children. 
but they're so allegorical that mm -hmm. you it, nothing is browbeaten here we cover imperialism we cover colonialism we cover genocide on this show yeah, yeah. Um, it really yeah. it goes there it goes places and it felt like it was so respectful of real world ideals while still giving you like a very wholesome and optimistic and hopeful framing that i think it really does have a powerful effect on you when you're watching it if you're in a vulnerable mm -hmm. place the first time you watch avatar it really does make a change in, mm -hmm. in you you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and and I think that change was then reflected outwardly on my channel, which has since grown. And and I, as I said, I really do owe it all to those Avatar reactions for really kickstarting the whole thing. Yeah, no, no, totally. Um, and I again, I, I got invested through the series again, uh, helping you with those. And uh, after that, it's when I started going back and watching, rewatching so many people uh, who were now coming into the space. Uh, one mm -hmm. of them being uh, Angela uh, for your channel. Uh, you came in in the sort of early pandemic uh, or second wave no, just, era. Uh, yeah. late last year yeah, last year yeah 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 uh you're what i refer to as a third wave reactor but the show was a huge part obviously of your the development of the channel um and so it's only been again like almost a little over a year on if your experience with it what was that like going through it uh now in this time yeah i think um i can kind of mirror what everybody else has said that there's kind of like a part of you that is before avatar and then after <laughs> avatar and it's not just your channel but it's you personally and yeah I, I definitely i mean i when i travel i think about our group and how they go to different places and they meet different cultures and how they are changed by those cultures and by those people and, you know, it, it like was very personal to me when I would see them go and do those things. And, you know, it was it was really nice to see like numbers go up and, and all of that. But I think the community, when you start talking to people about Avatar that are passionate about it themselves and, you know, they're they're happy that you're there. They're happy that you're watching it. But like they, they want to get into deeper conversations with you as well and connecting to people in that way it was just so unusual to me and it definitely changed my relationship to my subscribers and and how i want to know them i really want to know not just their opinion on something but how did this change you because I can, I can definitely say the the first like episode i was like okay i'm watching a kid show and it's on a channel that slimes people so i didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't really have like Fair high point. expectation yeah. you know and and like like i said they touched on genocide the first episode ang learns that all of his people are gone and how heavy that is for a 12 year old and i like literally was like this isn't this isn't a kid show uh this <laughs> yeah. is something else and you progressively get into those stories where it's deeper and heavier but you still have all the lighter moments and and you see them going through that turmoil and and all that emotion and kind of stumbling along the way for sure but i mean you can relate that to your regular everyday life as well and uh, i just fell in love with it immediately and uh, it, it, it really, I, I, I still say that it's the best thing that I've ever watched um, and it has affected me the most. And it's mm. something that now I very much treasure and hold dear and, and I don't want anyone to muck it up. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> yeah. I have uh, managed expectations for the, the live action series, but I, I'm channel wise, I, I just, I, I have engaged with people about this show and i just cherish all of those stories and those moments that i've had with them 
Mm. Of course, yeah. Uh, and similarly, uh, within the same uh, sort of very short time frame, uh, Lexi and Justin uh, for your mm. podcast, spicy the spicy tuna podcast. Um, yeah. It's only been a, about a year or time of you kind yeah. of series. Uh, Justin, you were guiding Lexi through it because you were a fan of the show. Yeah, yeah. Up. Was a, uh, what was the whole thing like? I mean, it was the first thing I thought of when we when we wanted to make the podcast. This is a show that I grew up watching. It came out when I was like eight years old. So I'm fully like, you know, in my backyard bending and everything and like, you know, in, in the shower. Yeah, in the shower, like as the water runs over, I'm like, you know, pushing the water out. But it's crazy. Um, like the show means so much to me. So I was really excited to share it with my best friend. Um, and it's crazy also, like how it's still relatable as I get older. Like, you know, at eight years yeah. old, I honestly, I really felt really close to Aang because I was young too. And then I kind of like really related to his journey of, you know, maturing and getting older. And during the rewatch, it, it was crazy. I, as I get older, I get, I relate more to, uh, to Zuko. Well, you got hurt. Yeah, I got so hurt. So it's like on a personal level, we, so we record our podcast too. First episode, I'm sitting. And, and it's then, like great. And we're like healthy and it's good. Yeah. Next episode, I completely dislocate my knee. Like Ooh. completely. And like, that's like the nicest way to put it. Like he fucked his leg up like while watching the show no no <laughs> yeah. I'm watching yeah. that bending in the shower it was too good of a joke just sitting right there yeah yeah I appreciate you Sean and so it cuts to me in like episode two and I'm fully in a knee brace and it's just like my life trajectory shifted so much and and changed like rapidly so now when i rewatch the show and i look at zuko's trajectory like how he thinks his life is panning out mm. and then it just is completely different it just it hit really different as i was like rewatching it with her so it's just crazy how the show um it's still so relatable the older i get mm. you know from watching it from a kid and now i still find so much enjoyment as an adult so just wait till you relate to tenzin Whew. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right absolutely <laughs> no, but, <laughs> it, it, you know it's just crazy it's like the backbone of our podcast i mean we do other yeah. like movies and other things but right. it really there. changed because we originally when we first started we were like we're just gonna do a show and we're gonna watch whatever we want we don't care about any algorithm or anything like that <laughs> like it doesn't matter um, and we had all these other ideas and then we watched Avatar and it became very clear of like, maybe we need to live and we would prefer to live in this other space of, mm. you know, Avatar and animated things and like Miyazaki movies. Like I was introduced, introduced to all of these different things and we, we want to do Korra and then now with the live action coming out. Um, and I think specifically for the live action, something that I loved so much about the original show was like the musicality of it all mm. of of the dialogue and how everything goes so i think i'm very i'm excited to see um how they do that and i really really hope that it kind of transcends over um and i think that's probably where people might be feel disappointed and they don't know why they can't figure out what it is um and it's because like that animated part of it has that fantastic musicality that might only be able to be captured in animation. And so that is going to have to change in the live action. And I'm really excited to like get into that. And I hope that they do it well. I have really high hopes just from like the clips and everything. I think it can live 
on its own. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, this, this show like completely changed my life as far as just what I'm interested in now in shows. Mm -hmm. And, and um, it really changed like my taste a little bit in shows and movies and all of that, which is in the best way possible. So yeah, yeah, this show is just awesome. 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 Of course. That's uh, great to hear (laughs) Uh, the whole thing. Uh, And then Sunny, you, uh, I know it was early on for you in the channel that you were watching the show, but similar to Simon and Kyle, um, the copyright issues were such a huge part of that experience, unfortunately. Um, you're recently re-uploading uh, the series uh, now with like, re-edits to try to get them back up. Nice. Um, and what's a, yeah, what's a whole journey been like for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. As you said, it was it was one of the first shows that we got into after we started with Game of Thrones the last season, and then we did like Chernobyl right after, and then and then we were looking for something a little bit lighter. Um, <laughs> we asked people to, yep. <laughs> yeah. There we go, genocide. And that's when we kind of asked people to you know, give us some suggestions, and mm. we ended up making a poll. And uh, the Avatar, the last Airbender, it, it won out, and we didn't really know much about the show going into it, uh, and we didn't really watch a lot of animation at the time, uh, besides well, uh, Star Wars, of course, on my part. And as many of you guys have been saying here, as soon as you kind of get into to Avatar, it's like, oh, this is not just a kids show, um, <laughs> and there are so many amazing themes. Um, the world building is is just immaculate uh, fr- from the beginning, as, as Sergio also said. Um, but but to me, it was always the characters that really, really, really not overshadowed everything else. But like that was the most important part. And like every big moment in the series, every big like really impactful moment, it was contingent on the characters and their journey, and it was earned. Right. And that was the, that was really the most important part here uh, for us. Like we've always focused a lot on like, characters and themes and their relationships. Um, so so absolutely loved 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 the series and and also like the the, the fandom getting to talk to everyone about it and in, in the comments uh, as some of you guys have mentioned uh, as well. Like a, a great community, really really passionate community. Um, so much so that when we got to like the end of the second season, uh, and uh, Asula did the whole thing uh, with the uh, on 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 Aang, and everything mm. shifted, and I got unreasonably mad at her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's unreasonable. Yeah. I was like, no, that's a shit character. I don't like. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the people let me know that. Um, that's yeah no she's a good character to keep watching right right right, <laughs> right, right, right of course right. like became more layered for me and i appreciate yeah, her appreciate her way more later on they were uncle iroring her like you know they were they're giving you uncle iroh's advice or whatever it's like, yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> always listen to iroh um yeah. but mm-hmm. as you then also mentioned eric uh the the whole copyright issue of it all and and some of you guys have been talking about like how big of an impact this show had on your channel and back then when we started like yes it it certainly had an impact but because i was not really as you know with the editing and everything i I, I was there was a lot of it was a steep learning curve um so Mm -hmm. i as, as soon as i encountered okay 
these videos are getting copyright blocked. What do I do about that? And mm -hmm. I didn't really think that there was much to do about it. I was like, oh, okay, then I just can't upload them to YouTube then, I guess. So instead of, of doing them on YouTube, I ended up doing the whole, there's a link in the description, follow it and go to reused Vimeo. Um, mm, tried that and once. you can watch it over there. And that is, unfortunately, like that whole decision is kind of the source of one of my biggest regrets when it comes to the channel, because looking back, it definitely did not have, have a big of an impact as it could have for us both mm. with views and everything else um because mm. and i know like views aren't always necessarily everything but when you try to do this for a living and you have to run it as a as a business then it does matter like how many people watch um and yeah. ad revenue and yeah. patrons and and so on and so forth um so that is why now uh as you also said like i've, I've been trying to go back and, and re-edit them and re-upload them for YouTube. I've had to take a break because I only I only did like the first eleven episodes of the first season, and and then I unfortunately like I just had to to press the like just full stop uh, because I I was having burnout and depression, and I was like, okay, I either try to keep going and and risk just yeah completely burning out, um, and and or I just yeah take a break. Uh, so. I had to do that, but I'm, I'm going to start mm -hmm. the re-upload and re-edit like process very soon again. And and now the timing is actually pretty perfect because of the, the live action. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so hopefully um, those are going to do better than, than, than the previous ones. Um, but at least, yeah, like just the show means so much to us and it, both of us um, rewatched it many, many times and we didn't want to leave that world. So we jumped straight into Legend of Korra afterwards and had to do like, full-on podcasts on it and they keep mm. kept talking about the characters and the themes and it's one of those shows that i i can't wait to like show my kid um yeah. avatar the last airbender yeah uh, because again the whole thing with it's not a kid show but it is also a kid show it is also a great entry point not, into not a the world coming of the, age yeah and coming of age and mm. in, in, that, in that way uh it's it's very reminiscent of star wars in my mind at least mm -hmm. um when you ask george lucas it's like yeah i made this for 12 year olds as a, like an entry point into the adult life mm -hmm. and i think avatar the last Airbender does a lot of those same things really 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 well um even yeah genocide in the third episode um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i mean but, i think but you find all the joker campbell's stuff in yeah. avatar, just like star wars right Exactly, exactly. Um, and um, it's, it's, it, it means a lot to us, even though it is like just professionally channel wise, a, like a source of regret for me that I didn't get them out on YouTube back then. Um, but what are you going to do? It's part of the struggle. Part of the struggle. Yeah, I think absolutely. I can empathize with you here. So don't worry. Um, and Omni, I want to save you for last because, like you said, uh, you didn't react to it on the channel because you had watched the series before in your own time. Um, and then you got into your channel and your experience with that. Um, just, what has your perspective been, I guess, with the show and the fandom as it's existed with all these reactions and the, it, you know, perpetuating itself on online, you know, decades after it ended? Um, I think it just goes to show just how well written and timeless the show is, you know, taking it out of something contemporary, taking it out of our world automatically gives it this like longevity by not cementing it in any one place or time. Mm -hmm. So like with these themes that are 
vague enough that they can be brought to kind of like with Star Wars. You know, it it has these ideas that can be perceived one way or the other, but that's because these things that we're looking at are still always happening. These are still the life that we see when we walk out the door. This is still the stuff we see on the news. Like it's just a new coat of paint, a new name on the the label. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the show, like you said, like it is for everybody. It is a kid's show as well. It uses that as this kind of lubricant to kind of disarm you for when it hits you with the hard stuff. Like a lot of really good kids television will do that. You're like, it was like, ha ha, ho ho, here's the jokes and stuff. And then it's just like, wham, you, you just got hit in the gut with some heavy stuff and it helps kids process. I feel like some shows, or at least they give them an idea of what to expect, like when life does come knocking. Like some shows kind of have, and respectfully so, you need to with some things depending on the age range and whatnot kind of have the gloves on you don't need to be hitting like five-year-olds with like genocide <laughs> or anything like that yeah. they, won't, they won't wrap their heads around it <laughs> but like it uses a lot of these ways to dive into um these very universal themes in a very kind of soft way but in a real way and it it also has so many different types of people especially you know in the u.s and stuff like that it opened the door to viewing i think for like the general populace for this this like these other ideas and concepts it was very very eastern while not being like diving into any specific uh like point of view religion mythos or whatever too heavily it drew inspiration from all of that and Mm. showed it such love that it, it while not being like representation, I thought it opened the way to kind of take the important parts of that spirituality and give it to a country that really didn't have a lot of that, mm. you know, and it's, it's just, there's a whole other way to work, look at the world. And it, it, it just, it never, you know, aside from, you know, Ozai, you know, there's not like the, the show's not going in being like all, all these people are bad. You know, mm. there's the, it tackles that xenophobia. You know, they challenge this idea of the other. They challenge this idea of, well, that's the enemy. They attacked us, right? The, so they're bad. No, there's good people in there. Like, they're, just because the Fire Nation has a dickhead at the top doesn't mm. mean everybody's a dickhead. Mm. Right. And it just really, like, it just, it's beautiful. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can just, like, you, you, this will be important as long as humanity exists. Like in a lot mm-hmm. of ways it is. And I won't go into spoilers, obviously, because we talked about this before we started recording a little bit. It's very much so like a, uh, I don't want to say kitty, but like it, it tackles a lot of the very same themes as attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is not for kids. <laughs> no, yeah. my God, no. Yeah, it, but, goes a, it goes a different route. It's yeah, not yeah, 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 yeah. Really not but, a kid. But like, you see a lot of those similar things, and it's just like the like no matter the generation they have, because like when you have Nickelodeon, they didn't really have a good online presence, obviously with the copyright stuff here, because I've seen a lot of channels struggle with that, and I see yeah. a lot of oh, I guess this was a re-upload or the playlist is out of order because right. me coming in and like trying to follow all of your all's journeys and various other channels and all that, I you can see just how much of a struggle it was dealing with said company. And 
you know, it, it's it's just, you know, there, there wasn't a really strong outlet for that as because they also struggled with where does this go when the kind of ecosystem changed? Because when I was watching it, when it was coming out live, you know, once we got to that final season, obviously, you know, it was ramped up. It came to a natural conclusion. And as a company, they're like, OK, well, how do we capitalize on this? And the transition, they couldn't really stick. You know, Cora went from being on air. Then they moved it to being online only, oh, so you could only watch it on Nickelodeon.com for the final three seasons. And then, or no, final two seasons, I think, right. was when it was online only. Right. And that completely killed the show pretty much for the time. Right. So yeah. then once they got that licensing rights for Netflix, it was almost this thing that by this point, everybody kind of had. And it just gave the show this second wind and that revitalization because it's i'm sure something people have just heard in the zeitgeist all these years but maybe didn't have a way to check it out they're not everybody's just going to go out and drop all that money on getting the dvds or the blu-rays or anything like that but then it's now in your house and you see all these people coming into it and there's this new wave and then like i'm seeing this like who just found the reaction sphere around that time because then that's kind of when i started building my channel but I'm like, dang it, I missed out. I can't watch this again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, also, I mean, like, it went number one. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. a 15 year old yeah. show went number one. Like, that's yeah. was crazy. Number one you know for I mean? months. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, so you see entire channels that were birthed and are still thriving all because they started with Avatar. And it just shows how strong that show's legacy is for people who just came into it without anything it's not coming in because they watched it before they had nostalgia for it they came in and they saw what everybody else saw the first time around mm-hmm. and the audience mm-hmm. just quadrupled it's just oh, it's yeah. it's a wild experience like from the kind of outside perspective for me yeah, it's right. so wild well, yeah. you're like one of you guys, like a couple of you guys are like the gold star, like ATLA fans. Where you, and, and you're like, you're like the old avatars. Like, I was there. Yeah. Me, I was there when it was written. All of you. Yeah. With a Roku. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't there. I had a nine to five at the time. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we've brought up so many uh, fantastic elements of the show so far, no pun intended, but it's really <laughs> just a testament to how lo- how much the space itself, the reaction space, has thrived with the show and how much it has helped the show thrive with an audience over the years. Um, and I want to sort of dissect also, you know, small snippets of that, of course, we brought up things uh, already, uh, but Andres, I want you to kind of guide us through that to just uh, touch upon some of the most important uh, aspects of the show. I mean, there's so much I want to get to. And uh, Omni, you hit on a lot, obviously, with the themes. I feel like it's a lot more hopeful than Mm -hmm. Attack on Titan, which I appreciate, to be honest, because obviously we can watch the finales of both shows, or even if you want to mention the finale of Korra, I appreciate the amount of hopefulness that Avatar brings and that the Avatar universe brings. Um, I really do feel like that's a powerful thing as well. But I feel like what's beautiful about the show, Serge, you hit on it when it comes to the world building, right? Where it is an original IP. I mean, this is something that we haven't really seen before. This is not a recreation of another show or a recreation of a book that we've probably read in our childhoods. This is something that we all appreciated the first time we watched it. I want to get to our favorites, 
our favorite characters, favorite moments. Mm -hmm. uh, but another question I have that I feel like is even bigger, the most important question is a question that I've been asking my friends of this show for years, and that is, what kind of bender are you? If you were inside this universe, <laughs> nice. what kind yeah. of bender would you be? And it's based on your personality, mm. your reaction in the heat of a battle. Like, I want to know what kind of bender are you? And then if you can give me a favorite moment in the show, Surge, that you really appreciate uh, and that's always resonated with you. Yeah, I um, first off, I, I, I would say I'm an airbender. Other mm. people would say I'm a firebender. <laughs> so, Same. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but you know, I there's so many great moments in the show. I, like I said, we all said a lot of personal things happen when I watch this. So, I had lost my like family dog at the time when we were watching this, and it was like mm -hmm. right around the uh, whole Appa's Lost Days. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh my god, no. rough. that's rough. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's rough, and buddy. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, oh, I just, I always appreciated how the show treated animals. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. animals. That's like a little understated message in the show about how we should be kind to them, and um. Yeah, when when Aang got reunited with Appa again, first of all, the whole jet brainwashing boss, oh. uh, bossing say stuff is crazy. Mm -hmm. But that was just, really unclear. Yeah, right. Nice. I think Aang, Aang being reunited with Appa just spoke volumes. Is like uh, yeah. I don't know, treating treating an animal character on the show like an actual character too. Mm. It just um, it, it's one of the. I know it's like an easy emotional moment, but it just hit really hard with me. So I, I do always remember that. Moment. And he's flying out of the sun and everything like that. Like, yeah. other thing, like just like how I bellowed. Like, like, yeah, when it, like, <laughs> so like, good. Yeah, I get it. Oh, he's yeah. hugging Absolutely. him and like tears coming down his eyes. Who knew an animal could be such a source of angst? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it felt like it happened for so long. He was missing for mm. so long. For such like, a long time. Okay, yes. it's a kid so show. He, they're going to get him in like an episode or two. You know, like <laughs> no. you always expect it to wrap up. <laughs> yeah. Quickly. It was like yeah. most of the season, right? Yeah. yeah. It was like six or yeah. seven episodes. Right. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, Sean, I want to jump to you as far as obviously what kind of bender are you, but also mm. what's a theme or a moment in the show that you really appreciate? Um, I well, I would have to say, I mean, like I I am an earthbender. There is absolutely no two ways about it. I'm an earthbender. <laughs> I stomp around. I break shit. Like I'm I'm kind of messy. Like you know, like it, it it's I I think that. You know, like there's, I think everybody, and and you know, like I wrote teaches us and stuff like that. We all have to study the different ways of bending in order to become like a fuller, better version of ourselves and stuff like that. So I think we all have elements of everything. You know, like, or it's like whenever you get into science and stuff like that, people are always it's like, oh, you're, but you're kind of like this. Oh, that's very Capricorn of you, like, or or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. but I'm a, I'm a, I'm an I'm I'm a, I'm an I'm an Earth Daddy for for sure, absolutely. And so, but um, but I think that um the the watching the um uh the trailer recently like uh, for the new for the, the last one they just put out for the for the live action um and it was when zuko and ang learn the dragon dance yes. and it the and then there were so many amazing revelations that are kind of wrapped up within that was like where we mm -hmm. heard about the fact that like that iroh 
was like, you know, had killed a dragon. Like there's rumors that he had done something like that, but then you come to find out that he had lied and let, and, and like, that's the dragon that we're seeing. And, and you're just like, Iroh would never, Iroh would never, you know what I mean? Like, and everything, all, <laughs> <laughs> all these like different satisfying like moments kind of coming in. And then just like the, the moment of like, you know, they drain all of the sound out and you can just, and, and they're just staring down both of the dragons and they start to do the dance. And then the, that we've been hearing at the end forever forever instituted into it it was fucking mind that was the moment that got me in the trailer too yeah no no it was like also like it's like it's like hold it does anybody want to go run like a couple of miles or something i never cut the credit early by the way in the reactions i always just sat there Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I literal, literal bop. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so like the, and so there was all of that, but that was just like again, it was just it was a beautiful, and also it was just like kind of not really built like on like a confrontation or something like that, which kind of seeds into like how Aang like solves his like final problem and stuff like that, and it's about kind of yeah, and, and I don't know, it, it was just like it was really. um you know, it has all these like Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, you know, references within that episode and the lead up to it and stuff. And it's just, I don't know. It was just like, that was, that was a big one. And, and definitely like one that we all know and, and cherish, but maybe like, that's like, that's like a beast. Like that, maybe, I don't know how many top 10 moments that makes or whatever it is, but it should, it should be in every one of them. Cause that was, that, I remember that. And it's just so satisfying to see those two characters kind of like come together and, and, for, and kind of formulate themselves so clearly. But yeah, but that was, yeah. So Earth Daddy, Zuko and Aang learn the, learn the, uh, it's, the dragon dance for sure. It's the, the first really time we see that first like revealed the dragons being the masters. I was right. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's your first time seeing fire, uh, made for a different purpose than just right to yes know, color exactly yes. as a destructive stuff. force but as like a yeah. beautiful thing you know what i mean yeah Absolutely. yeah 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 mm-hmm. kyle i want to jump to you as far as similar question but i kind of want to also talk about if there was a character that also read was resonated with you the most inside sure, the show sure um well first of all i would say that on a good day i'm a waterbender Mm. And on a bad day, I'm kind of a bloodbender, so stay out of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no waterbender. But um, yeah, I was honestly, I was gonna say the firebending masters as my favorite, one of my favorite nice. moments too. But oh. I, falling to my second favorite, I would have to say the blue spirit. Oh, you know, nice. oh yeah. Yeah. that episode. I think it really it lays down the foundation for dare I say the greatest redemption arc we've mm-hmm. ever seen. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Such, yeah, yeah. A good, such a good character arc. And it, right. for me, it really started with the Blue Spirit. And that was the first time that I felt like there was hope for this guy and that it wasn't going to end in tragedy. And maybe we would get right. what we so desperately wanted for him, you know, mm-hmm. because even though he's he's so unhinged in season one, they do a great job of giving you so many reasons to feel sympathy for him mm-hmm. before we get to this crossroads. So until then, you're really nervous. You're like, is he just going to suffer and, you know, go the villains away? The whole like you mm-hmm. so don't want that for him. So. I think that really is what like the, the final nail that invested me in this show. It's like, okay, yeah. well, if they're doing this with Zuko, I need to see the whole thing and I need to be there when we finally get that that fruition. I think um and Zuko might actually be my favorite character just yeah. because his arc yeah. is so compelling. Like there's if you look at every character in the show from season one to season three, obviously there's massive differences, but Zuko is is night and day. Night and day. Yeah. Yeah. As far as like where he starts and then where we find him, like where he's literally he's exactly. literally expounding, and we will have a new age of peace, understanding, and prosperity. You're like, okay, hippie, but also that's <laughs> yeah. no, it's so sick, it's so yeah. Great, you know? yeah. In terms of uh, in terms of favorite avatar, 
probably Aang, but I'd hang out with Kiyoshi. Oh, yeah, she's my girl. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. I want to go drinking with Kiyoshi. That's, oh. Oh. That's what I have in my yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I yeah. say something super controversial, by the way? Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm not saying that this is what I wanted, but this was my read and what I expected. I thought that Katara and Zuko were going to end up together. Oh, is Katara not the only because of because of all the I thought stuff. so. Because of all the understand. I thought they were setting that up, and then they're yeah, like, "My girl, my, I love her. That was the <laughs> my girl." I'm not right. saying girl. I wanted this. I'm saying this is this is what I expected from it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. No, I think. Yeah. It's understandable to 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 think that you know they're, they're gonna, gonna play uh, into that more in the live action for sure. Like yeah, they're, they're oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, they're yeah. gonna play it up. You can tell there was that. actual <laughs> shipping that went on beforehand. I remember before season three came out, mm -hmm. uh, you can back me up on this, Omni. As far as actual shipping that went on for them too, and obviously they they joke about it in Ember Island players. So yeah, they they I love that episode because I love it because all the feedback like yes. from between seasons yeah. two and three yes. that was going on it's they were so just good. like and haha yeah. <laughs> <laughs> scars on the wrong side yeah. <laughs> let's skip the great divide like yeah yeah oh, oh hypest hypest episode in the entire show i was gonna say that's a real litmus test episode for what your relationship is with the show because i don't mind the great divide i don't either Neither do i, 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 I like, like it like how much world building it actually provides for the show right. it's one of those things where it's one of those things where i'm just like oh wait this is the bottom what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> yeah yeah, if, yeah. If the worst that the show has to offer then like we're gonna be in like flint like yeah so yeah like at the yeah. end of the day it's worse temporary audiences okay. really are in kind of too much of a rush and i do blame a lot of that on the binge model mm -hmm. right you know, when yeah. a show when a show is an episodic format like this there's no such thing as a filler episode <clears throat> because the point is the journey and do the is. things we learn along yeah. the way it's not necessarily like it has to be like main story main story main story right and this yeah. this I would say it's a contemporary audience issue where we have this demand that the plot must constantly move forward. Mm. And if you want to have an interlude or it's, you have to justify it. Right. That's, mm. like, well, that's the, yeah, it's the biggest, that was fine. And there was, there was nothing wrong with it, but I feel like mm. the great divide is one of those that gets undue criticism because it doesn't match the contemporary model of rolling out shows. Mm. Nothing mm. wrong with it. If you look at it objectively. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a little yeah. bit. You need a little extra flavor. It's it's like I don't need that extra miso in my in my ramen, but like I'm gonna have it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It makes the journey feel more complete. That's the biggest <clears throat> uphill battle the yeah. Netflix shows. It sweetens have. the pain. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say it's like it's just one of those situations, like you said, like the journey is the story. Like just right. because they're heading to Omashu or just because they're heading to Kyoshi Island doesn't mean they just teleport there. Right. You know, mm -hmm. you, you can walk across a whole other thing on the way, you know, random encounters like you bump into people. It's a journey. Street. Like there's other yeah. towns between A and B. And, you know, would you rather see the weird stories they encountered or would you rather be like, oh, you remember that one time we didn't show you? Haha, great. No, and Game nothing. of Thrones season eight. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, I, hate I, I didn't want to say anything, but that's the word. Yeah, that's traveling. It's one of those things like where when you do like a road trip, like what do you talk about more? The place that you went or the weird shit that happens while you're yeah. driving? There? Weird gas you know stations. I mean? And that's like, one guy like, we saw at the rest stop. Stories. It's like, can you believe that one guy like did that yeah. when he was filling my coffee? It's like, yeah, I know that was really weird. Like, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I still think yeah. Absolutely. Simon, I want to jump to you as far as your favorite theme in the show, your favorite moment in storyline. And obviously what kind of band are you? 
I'd like to be an airbender. I'd like to be really light and fun and be able to fly. But yeah. I feel like most of the time I'm I'm an airbender because I'm quite stoic and grounded. Um, so you know, there's always that duality I think to me as to what I'd like to be and what I am. Um, in terms of like favorite moments, my 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 favorite moment when I was watching the show, or at least one of them, um, was the storm. Um, because that was yes. the first time you got to see, you know, in depth, the backstories to, and again, I mentioned that parallel of two of the most important characters in Ang and Zuko mm. and how their upbringings really defined who they were at that moment. And they start to, and, and as Kyle mentioned, you know, in the next episode in, you know, the, 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 the way that we get the first signs of Zuko's kind of turnabout. I think as well, it bleeds into the storm where, you know, yep. again, you start to see why, why has he been, uh, you know, banished? Why does Ang have all of this, you know, anxiety over, you know, clearly saving the world is a big deal, but you know, it's the first time he really sits down and says, everything I knew is gone. And he has that moment of, and it's all my fault. And, you know, I think humanity, you know, most of us have this horrible way of, blaming ourselves for things that just we don't have any control over survivor's guilt and yeah and that's just a great way of saying look the things that have happened you're not always responsible for what matters is how you move forward how you deal with that you can't change the past since i've watched it and since i've learned a few more things and you know obviously at the time it was a heartbreaking thing but the tales of bar sing say mm. and yeah iroh's you know, leaves from the vine moments. Mm. Mm. And everything that I've learned from that, you know, obviously it's a tribute to, to Mako who, you know, that was his last work, you know, someone mm. who had just been diagnosed with cancer, didn't have long left to live and still managed to give such a emotional heartbreaking performance. And, you know, learning that the picture of his son was Mako in his early years, you know, it was just such a touching kind of thing to see. And so I appreciate that moment as much as I found it very emotional at the time. I appreciate that so much more since learning those things. Um, so that was like, yeah, looking back, that's one of my, my favorite moments. So, and so I'm a big Cairo guy. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. modeled after the young. That's, that's really touching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I didn't know that. Man. Yeah. And, and yeah. again, Iroh is just like, you talk about parallels. He is the antithesis of Ozai. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, Ozai is the worst of the Fire Nation. Iroh is the best of the Fire Nation. Yeah. And I just love how you can see they both influence Zuko again. And it's just, Dragon it's just so well, so well laid. Mr. So well Miyagi and John Kreese. Did they make a duel with Terry Silver somehow? Azula was doing that much blow at 14. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how you get the lightning, don't you know? <laughs> Yes. want to piggyback off of that real quick, talking about the parallels between Ozai and Iroh. Um, yeah. Iroh, you know, we get to see in some of those moments where, you know, he wasn't like he was when we meet him always. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. but unlike Ozai, he, he 
was able to change. He was able to see what was wrong with what they were doing. And he, he had his, we, we, we skipped his redemption arc. You know, we yeah. meet the redeemed Iro, the one that has lived his life, made mistakes and traveled the world while his brother just sat in the fire nation and stewed and just like never exposed himself to anything else. And you, you kind of get to see just those different parallels between those two and just how that contrasts them as well. It's just, ah, so good. Jeez. Yeah. Everything will end with so good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to jump to you, uh, Lexi and Justin, as far as a moment that really <clears throat> stood out to you in the show mm. and how you guys would define yourselves as benders. Mm. Yeah, go for it. Um, I think I'm a waterbender. I think I am. I have a knack for the flare, um, <laughs> but not quite fire-y like that. Um, but I, I loved all of the waterbending, the the idea of, you know, the healing aspect of it all. I just love all of that. And I think probably one moment that always sticks out to me is when Zuko finds out that he was an Avatar's grandson or is an Avatar's grandson. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. And mm -hmm. it's that, yeah. like... It was so special to me because it was that like that dawning and that realization of you're so much more than you ever like thought you were capable of or what you were. And it's that like crossing the threshold, like stepping into all that you have um, and, and knowing that there is so much good in you, even if you feel like shit. Um, <laughs> and that yeah. was, I mean, something that really like hit home with me this last last year really when we were watching it it was mm. just that like coming into adulthood stepping into all that's meant for you and it was one of those moments also in the show where you know we've said it like this is not a kid's show and whatever but i was like this is yeah. so adult this is so mature and also just the storytelling of all of that like the lore building up to that was just like insane yeah. i mean i was still this entire time the whole first season, I thought it was based off of a book. So then when I it like when I realized that it wasn't, I was even more just like, what? How the fuck did they do all? I don't know. It, it was just yeah. like, it blew my mind. But that is one moment that always sticks out to me. Um, I would say I'm, I'm an earthbender. Similar to you, Sean, I've had a lot of... Um, Downstairs neighbors tell me that I stomp really loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, I lived with this you're, guy. You're, I lived you're, plant, with him. you're plant. You're planting your base. You know. Yeah, I mean? like, I, I, <laughs> I'm a pacer, and I've definitely like discovered a note on my door Dude. telling me to stop. Um, <laughs> so I definitely think I'm an earthbender. Um, I, I think one of my favorite moments is definitely the uh, Zuko being sick episode. Um, I just really enjoy. It's one. It's just super trippy, but I also just really enjoy um, the visual of just the tugging in, in Zuko's nature and, right. and his, 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 um, his two sides just fighting constantly with one another. Mm. Um, and definitely when Iroh says, uh, you know, you're going through a metamorphosis. I don't know. I feel like that hit really home. I mean, back to my knee stuff, but like, as I was doing physical therapy, I don't know, that just kept ringing in my head that you're going through a metamorphosis. And after this, you'll be, you know, the beautiful person you're meant to be the whole time. So mm. um, I think that moment in particular just really hits home now and is, is probably one of my favorites. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love how, if I'm remembering this correctly, I, I like how it's the blue dragon. Yeah, yeah. That's and the red dragon. Him. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. 
Angela, I want to jump to you as far as a theme that's always kind of resonated with you. And maybe if you can drop a character as well that you appreciate. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I would say the day of Black Sun when yeah. Zuko redirects the lightning. Yes, yeah, great. Everything leading up to that moment, uh, there was such a catharsis when it happened. Yeah. I think I let out just like the most guttural <laughs> yell. I was so excited about it. But like just all the pain that he had gone through and, you know, his father essentially wanting him dead, casting him out. You know, he's really willing to kill his son for power. Um, and then trying to gain back his honor in a way that like he thought would make him honorable to his father, not really to himself. And in that moment, taking control of his own destiny. And I think that it was, like I said, so cathartic. And there was like such a relief that like he made this choice, he made it for himself and he said it to the person that, you know, uh, was the person that was pushing him in the wrong direction the entire time. Um, so for me, it's definitely that Zuko moment. Um, he's my favorite character, favorite story arc, uh, just everything Zuko from the very beginning. I was like, this is a hurt kid. This is, yeah. this is not yeah. normal for a kid to be this angry at that age. And the more yeah. they showed of his journey and why he felt that way, the more I just knew he was a broken boy and, and he just really needed to like discover who he was, not who he was expected to be or who he thought he was supposed to be, uh, but to just be who he truly was. Uh, so for me, that, that moment was just the one that just, I feel like a swell of pride when I think yeah. about it. Uh, right, like, because, right. because my boy did it, you he know? Grew up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you described the moment, I kind of got a chill all over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Whoa, that yeah. Was powerful. I, I don't want to skip over you, Angela, before I get your bending type. Okay. So I would love to be an airbender and be light and carefree and yeah. happy and all those things. But I really think I'm a firebender at heart. I have a fire in my tummy that just, uh, yeah. you know, in my temper, it shows. I, yeah. I could be a little Azula-ish in nature. So. <laughs> okay. There we go. I swear, everyone I meet does not want to be a firebender. And I'm over here like, I'm oh, a proud firebender. Don't deny your Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I'm personally a proud firebender. Every time that quiz comes up and I take yeah. the quiz, it's like, you're a firebender. I'm like, I know. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm like be, a, a be, a firebender, be a firebender, except for when it comes to cutting bangs. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like, she yeah, can I change my answer to exploding forehead? She did that. <laughs> like, as soon as she so did that, I was like, oh, girl ain't right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that scene was also just like, Oh, that was, that was, I mean, yeah, Azula. monumental, monumental yeah. scene. Yep. Yeah. Sonny, I want to jump to you, man, as far as a theme that has always resonated with you inside this show. And obviously, what kind of bender are you? Yeah. Uh, let me just start with, yeah, bender. Because um, it's a question I've asked myself many times is, okay, <laughs> yeah. do I, am I more of a, an airbender, earthbender, firebender, waterbender. And it's like, I can't just put myself in, in one box. Mm. I feel like, like it, it's- You're the avatar. You're a number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like all four. Sonny, you are the avatar. I'm gonna end up running away if you We were supposed uh, to tell you when you were 16. <laughs> <laughs> Way too late. All right. Um, but yeah, I've I 
consider myself maybe like an earthbender masquerading as an airbender, but okay. deep inside, wow. I'm a firebender. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, interesting. If if I'm kind of like, I got you. To like I feel that. More. I feel that. Um, yeah, and and when it comes to themes, uh, like there are so many amazing themes throughout, uh, and again, coming through the characters in 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 particular, uh, and one that uh, that I've, I've I don't know why, but I've been thinking about lately, um, and that probably also relates to to my own life is the whole thing with like yeah let me look like let me use like a moment in the series as an example like in uh the desert um when mm. ang he loses Appa, and he has been using his powers using everything that he has learned and like it's the avatar state to do good and and try to protect the ones that he care about uh but but here in this moment when he comes face to face with the people who's like taking something that is truly truly dear to him he lashes out and mm -hmm. he wants to wipe them out all of them uh to to quote uh Sidious, Sidious. I <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't in the end because of the people around him and and katara stepping in and and just not even saying a word and and i almost get like choked up just thinking about that scene like the way that she brings him down mm. with just like this, this this quiet um tenderness and love and just like no this is this is not the right way this is not the right cause of action this is not you um and and that is at least something again when i just related to myself in my own life is in in those moments where you're just like something has gone wrong or you're just angry at the world for whatever reason um to take a step back and it's okay to rely on the people around you and and to let yeah. them in and, and and let them reel you in as well uh so i think that that's a very important theme that you cannot go through this life alone um appreciate the people around you uh 100%. and it's okay to depend on them definitely and and going through a journey that like what Aang went through as the Avatar, he couldn't have done that alone. Uh, couldn't have done that without Katara and Sokka and Momo and Appa and later on Suko and like ev everyone in the yeah. series. So I, I find that you know, cabbage guy, <laughs> integral part, <laughs> cabbage, cabbage guy, goddamn lootly, yeah, everyone. Um, <laughs> but at least you know that that's a theme that that resonates deeply with me personally. That's mm. good. Ami, I want to jump to you as far as a uh, favorite character in the show and a favorite moment. No bender? How dare oh, you? It's a given. We're like Koi. We stole your Wait, bait. It, it, he's been mentor. thinking about it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, I tease, I tease. But no, like, well, I'll start with the bender thing just because I brought that up. Um, you know, I, I feel like I present some kind of air water hybrid but i i always feel like fire i've always felt that way for me personally i just i find one maybe it's weird i don't know i find fire so soothing and calming like the warmth the glow mm. you know but a, a light breeze you knock it over and it just will rage and i feel mm. like that can be me sometimes in a lot of ways, if something interrupts my day, something goes wrong, it can just 
eye roll my emotions mm. and just equally you know i get extremely heated and passionate over the things that i love um mm. i love passionately i i get like once i kind of get attached to something like i am just all over that <laughs> so like it's it it just it's just kind of it's that weird dichotomy you know like sometimes like it's just like on a flip of a dime something could set you off but you could just be this warmth every other moment of the time mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a weird balance and that's one of the things that i really love like you know we mentioned and talked about before with the firebending masters and like that it's not just destruction and it's not just anger fire can like the color red can rep represent so many positive things as well mm. yeah. um I, I don't show uh, every emotion that I kind of have a lot of the time, which is kind of where I feel like I kind of people will probably see me as like an ang or as like a a uh, as maybe like a Sokka or something like that. But mm. I've always related to Zuko and he's like my favorite character. Like I've had a very one of the main reasons is I've had a very contentious relationship with my father growing up. Mm. So like when that was revealed about his story and the way that he's struggled with what does that mean about him and his value and where does those feelings go and where does he redirect that energy and then figuring out how to come back from that. That whole thing was just one of my favorite elements of the story was, was that, and I want to pick like a more low key moment that I don't feel like a lot of people mm. talk about too much, mm -hmm. um, which kind of is accentuated by that. You know, we talked a little bit about the differences in Ozai and Iroh and the way that they both raised and not raised Zuko. Um, one, you know, being a little more open, the other one just kind of pushing through with strength and fear and all of that. And one of my favorite moments, one of the ones that I always kind of really look forward to seeing how people react to was at the Boiling Rock when... You know, they're escaping and they're about to fall into the thing. And then May mm -hmm. oh, just mm. come, cuts in and stops yeah. and helps them escape. You know, somebody who is so afraid to let herself feel anything or feel excited about anything or even really, truly love anything yeah. in the society that promotes fear and rules by fear and her own friendship is based in fear. Mm. when she was like i love zuko more than i fear you mm. and just showing God. how strong Such that moment. moment is mm. and she was willing to just risk it all like for consequences be damned in that moment and uh, that was where she finally woke up and i ooh, that moment always gets me she thought mm. that she was gonna die beautiful. yeah, yeah. I mean, like yeah. even though they never really yeah. say that stuff they don't really you know kind of broadcast it like nobody vocalized in that way she was just mm -hmm. like i'm like i'm i'm making like 50 cent and i'm ready to die like you know what i mean like, yeah. like it's happening you know what i mean like and yeah so yeah and then it's just followed up with the one two combo of we're <sighs> about to just cow and then highly yeah. backing her up just shows yeah. that, like you know if you try to exert control over people with fear all it yeah. takes is an opportunity and they mm -hmm. will turn on you yep. mm -hmm. that is not a way to uh that's not a way to build your foundation because mm -hmm. that foundation by right. its existence is broken and shattered. 
And right. mm-hmm. it's, you're just waiting for one of those cracks to finally give. Mm-hmm. Right. It's such a fantastically satisfying <clears throat> moment, specifically with May standing up to Azula too, because she spends the entirety of her relationship with Zuko desperately trying to get her measured personality to rub off on him a little bit. And in mm-hmm. the end, yeah. what happened is his passion rubbed off on her. Yeah. yeah. And she totally. fully became more like Zuko without realizing what was happening. And it's such a satisfying moment when she finally you weren't. Up for what she feels strongly for. A couple yeah, cute days at the beach, life. man. You know? It kind of comes out of nowhere, too, because she, well, to me, she's kind of a secondary, maybe tertiary character. And you weren't mm-hmm. expecting that kind of development out of her. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You that, you're like, right. oh, wow. And then that's the yeah. precipice of Azula kind of unraveling after that yep. moment, too. Because mm-hmm. she's still like a rich girl, like blase, like, I just want to feel something or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like that whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so happy when that happened. Especially yeah. again back then, I was not fond of Azula. So it was like anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated it. It was a satisfying moment. So, such a even great when, uh, even I was when, really when, impressed with how much empathy they were able to make you feel for her in the end yeah, yeah. i hated her so much yeah and that is fantastic writing kind of felt pity yeah uh, you know when she's just screaming there all tied up and everything there was no gl- there was no moment hurt. of gloating for me like haha i was like oh you poor girl you know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah for sure Which, uh, yeah uh, uh, uh i shout out to ellen reactions asked them to be here today but they have uh, exams right now so good luck oh. to them <laughs> uh look yes um Absolutely. but uh yeah they, they were you know obviously falling their eyes out when that happened for Zuluk, they really empathized or sympathized with her yeah and, her, and, and that was actually be my pick for uh one of my moment. favorite moments in the show is like her yeah. breakdown yeah. It's, it's really it is again the whole kid show thing it's a really dark ending to a character which is that she just goes like insane and she just mm, like yeah. has like, a breakdown that's the last we see of her she, her story goes on obviously in the comics stuff like that but right well, as far as the show and stuff in isolation, that's just how her story ends. And it's a really, really dark way to sort of like put a pin on that character. Right. Um, but but it, yeah, just it's I think it's like such a testament to how strong the show is as showing you that like even the most sort of like, you know, sociopathic evil person has like this sort of like breaking point in them that uh, you can like really right. develop and show yeah. with like a certain personal forms of life. And she's also a kid, right? Yeah. She, just like yeah. we say mm-hmm. that Zuko's right. a kid, she's a kid, right? She's, she's a, a, girl. She's she's a younger like one too. She's a yeah. teenage girl. She yeah, is what all... Zuko would be if he hadn't had any of his mother's love. Yeah. 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 The fun, their dichotomy was really interesting because she was rewarded for her cruelty. Like she was Ozai's favorite. She mm-hmm. echoed right. that and she saw that Anytime she echoed anything she saw him doing, she was getting rewarded. So equally, she didn't quite, I don't, the way I read it too, like eventually, obviously not in the moment, because in the mm, moment, right. like you first watched through, I'm just like, you bit. Like when you finally kind of like rewatch it and stuff like that, and you see like these things, like she, she, on the beach, she says, you know, she, she pretends like she didn't want affection from her mother but i feel like she didn't understand mm. why her mother looked at her the way she did mm. like when that that reflection in the mirror when she has her breakdown was just like that little part of her that she held hope on to that maybe her mother didn't feel these things about her that everybody right. else kind of seems to see mm-hmm. but she just was never allowed to feel any of those things like she was rewarded right. she was propped up she was 
uh, celebrated for being like Ozai. You mm. know, so like that's what she learned were the positive traits of being a firebender. While Zuko wasn't as good as her, he didn't get that praise. So he was he leaned more on the mother. Yeah. So he felt more of that love and leaned a little more towards the the Iroisms of all of yeah. it yeah, in the right. end. And it's just it's it's tragic reality. Yeah. Like yeah. she mm. she wasn't I wouldn't ever say she was born evil or anything like that. She was a product of circumstance and the way she was raised. She's also, I also want to kind of push back on that because I feel like she was also groomed to be the successor. I always feel like, I I think he always had Azula in mind as like, she's the better firebender. I have to constantly train her. I think the first time we see Azula is her, uh, training with her lightning bending and then yeah. that little piece of hair yeah. falls in her falls eye yeah. and then she has to do it again. That's the kind of environment yeah. she was raised in where she's mm-hmm. trained constantly, which is why she's so much better yeah. than everyone else is. And we yeah. see that obviously in the day of Black Sun when she can outrun and outschool mm-hmm. everyone, even right. without her fire bending because yeah. of her constant training. But it was mm-hmm. also because that's borderline abuse, the way she yeah. was trained. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it really makes you kind of feel for Azula and also kind of realize like she was she's was born to be this soldier she was like groomed to be mm. it's a different kind of approach the way yeah. she was like Zuko groomed that whole life really runs parallel with Iroh giving instruction to Zuko too you know mm-hmm. yeah. really setting him up to be a better ruler someday than his own father and they are both receiving yeah. instruction at opposite ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. the whole time yeah, that we know yeah. There's a little bit of like a sibling rivalry between them too. You know, she's seeing Zuko getting punished for not living up to the standards of their father. And so she's got even more drive now to prove herself. And it's like, oh, I'm the better, I'm the better child. You know what I mean? So there's a little bit of that psychology of yeah. how you're raising two siblings together too. Well, right. If you go right. back yeah. to before uh, Ozai took the throne, when their grandfather was, they were putting on the demonstration. Like it does, yeah. she d- was... I do feel like at that point, just naturally way more talented. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. she was a prodigy from what they said mm-hmm. in the way that she gravitated towards firebending and she was younger than Zuko. And, yep. you know, we saw that demonstration and she was like, you know, she put off her forms and all that kind of stuff. And then Zuko went up and it was just like, <laughs> and it was like a little nothing. <laughs> like it just like, that's another one of those things yeah. where like, I think that's one of where Ozai automatically just by the nature of seeing his kids grow up. I think he was like, that's the one that I'm going to have to worry about and kind of keep my eye on. And you can kind of see it too. Like when we see the, we finally see when Zuko gets his scar like that. uh, I remember, right. I'm pretty sure that's the first time we actually see her before we ever actually know her name. Yeah. Yeah. She's smiling. Yeah, yeah, when he gets burned and beside Iroh, she's just a crazy chick just going, yeah. (laughs) She's like, give me more. Yeah. Yeah. Why, uh, I'm, I'm, very, I'm so curious how, yeah, that'll that'll develop in the live action show because she's going to be yeah. there for season one. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is yeah, which I which is what I want to get into at the far for the final segment of this is like our mm-hmm. obviously our expectations and hopes for what the show is going to be. Uh, to preface that, I think we've all kind of like you know been following the news of like the show and like the some of the changes that we made from yeah. a sort of like <laughs> vague and ambiguous press releases that they've uh, spoken about it. And like the thing is, like the show is such goodwill built into it i think everyone yeah. here is going to go into it with the, and give it a fair shake and like see like how they do with this and i think as angela said if it has like 50 percent of what the uh, cartoon had like it might be a success in its own right um but there's obviously things that they'll have to adapt and change because it's not 
the elongated sort of uh, format that we are used to. So I want mm. to see how it pans out. Uh, but for uh, Serge, uh, what has been uh, your sort of thought process going into the show as it's coming out in a couple of weeks now? Um, initially, years ago, when the main when when uh, Michael and Brian, the main creators of the show, stepped out of the project, I was very much reluctant to support it. And I was like, wow, what the fuck are you doing, Netflix? Bro, you did um, a Mr. Smith goes to Washington <laughs> on the internet for that shit. Like, you stood on business. That was amazing. That was I, awesome. uh, I, I had it. some totally. fireball shots and I just turned the camera <laughs> yeah. on. So, I, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I feel like my opinion has since changed a bit because as I saw the casting news come out and the respect mm-hmm. given to the different ethnicities and it, mm-hmm. the, the care was definitely there without question. And these kids are built different they're very good at what they do with the fighting scenes like the guy mm-hmm. who plays duco it's a video of him as a kid just doing all these flips and crazy shit so i have no doubt that like the action will be great um yeah with the whole press releases coming out of them saying this is supposed to be like game of thrones or they wanted to cater it to a different audience it's it's a little bit unsettling but i i would hope that it doesn't taint people's expectations because expectations go such a long way sometimes and how you're going to enjoy something i'd say just let's just watch Absolutely. it first and especially because i when it comes to adapting anime or show or cartoons and whatnot i i just feel like the audience never knows what they want because the criticism i was hearing is why do we need a one-to-one copy of this show the cartoon's already perfect. And then mm-hmm. they're like, okay, no, we're going to remix it a little bit. And then it's like, oh, well, why are we remixing it? Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> no, you're not going to win. Uh, One Piece kind of got lucky, I think, because well, I don't watch the anime, but apparently the, the cheesiness kind of plays into the, the tone of One Piece, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. kind of worked perfectly for that. But with Avatar, I, I'd say, like, let's just, let's just see what they do. I watched the trailer. I watched the same trailer everybody else did. I didn't get any Game of Thrones vibes. Okay, maybe it's just something <laughs> stupid that the producer said. Yeah. yeah. Let's, just, let's just see Not what happens. Yeah, that, that's yeah. all I'm saying. I think saying. Game of Thrones is touted as a model of audience hype as well as just like the actual storytelling format. That may be what they meant. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be like, you know, the storylines. It's just as far as like creating that, that energy with the yeah. audience, like mm-hmm. appealing to all types of people, you know? So yeah. that's it. Uh, Expectations, guys. Let's, let's, let's keep yeah. it level. Let's watch it. <laughs> right. And uh, Sean, uh, I mean, uh, obviously the same same reason that you being so attached to the show and sort of dissecting it so much. Uh, what are your thoughts going into it? I mean, well, yeah, I, I, you know, cautiously optimistic. I think it was one of those. I think I think I, again, like uh, Siraj was a very nice look, like just a, just a perfectly kind of uh, like it's just a great flash in the pan as far as just like what are our, our like our anxiety about about this whole prospect and everything and just and but then like again they just would slowly kind of win us over every piece of like um every piece of like new casting thing and all that other type of stuff i was like ooh, okay all right right on i mean like you know they 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 know that the movie that we say doesn't exist exists you know what i mean and they're definitely Mm -hmm. like and you could just use that as a check as like just write everything that they did like on the board and just like see that let's not do that you know what i mean and it's like cool got it you know what i mean like and and it seems like they've taken a lot of those notes so like we're already like the bar's in hell so like we're already sort of we're already in good shape like like like, in in that way um yeah you hear some stuff and you know like i think it's worth it here let's do this as like a nice little group exercise let's do this all right okay everybody with me everybody breathe in breathe out okay all right breathe in (laughs) Breathe out. Okay. And repeat after me. 
live action. Live, live action. action. <laughs> Cannot. 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 Do what animation. Do, do what animation. Can do. Can do. Bear that in mind. Yeah. And I bear think that in mind. Again, like because we have such specific ways in which these characters live mm. in our hearts and our imaginations and everything like that. And I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of a learning curve. And I think that there's gonna be some stuff that because again, I don't want a Lion King dead-eyed yeah. like just recreation of everything mm. that we have they got to mix it up a little bit they're going to be taking the the the, the what was it the uh the machinist and they're going to be putting him in 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 um in omashu to kind of like to streamline some stuff like that and i think that that's mm. actually okay like i think there's yeah it's going to be different the big thing it's just like any type you adapt a book or anything like that do they get the essence of these characters because yes. everything that every Very single much. thing that we have talked about Everything that is genesis on what makes it important is because of the fact that it's a character beat. It's a plot beat. They learn things, they achieve things, but it's with the characters, and because we and because we're, we buy into those moments because we love the characters. If they can nail and if they can capture that essence of who they are, um, while being different and while being their own thing, then I think that we're going to have something that can at least be okay. You right. know what I mean? And like, and, and so I think that that's sort of like where my head is at, you know what I mean? Or at least how I'm trying to think, because it's like, it's just, there's just some ways in which they do it that are just like kind of not going to be able to do the same thing, but that's okay because it's a totally different thing. It's a totally different medium. Um, and I mean like, and I am, I'm, I'm hoping for it. Like I'm not, yeah, there's definitely some people that are like, they're showing Ozai's face in season one. And I'm like, it's a whole other freaking show. <laughs> Master Chief took his helmet off. It has to be, it, it's, it's going to, and it has to be a little bit different and that that's okay. Again, what would Iroh say? He was like, again, we still have the show. We right. still have, it's yeah. right there. It's right there sitting in your cool, like, like on your desk or on your, on your Netflix thing. We can always do that. So just kind of taking it for what it is. And that, and that whole thing, that's kind of where, where I'm at. Um, and, and, and also, yes, thank you for, thank you for uh, that, that group therapy. Uh, for helping <laughs> me over there. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give us a chance to say to, uh, bye to Sean. Yeah, and I'm going to head out. Um, thank you for guys. having me, guys. Much love, guys. Um, I'll be obviously, I'll be very, very excited to see the discourse that we all are going to be having yeah. like throughout this whole thing. <laughs> we still have the uh, we have the, the movies coming up too, right? The yeah, no, next uh, year, too. On the way, too. We should, so. we should make like an avatar con or something. Hell yeah, I do think like I know the resurgence on Netflix made a lot more hype but i mm. do think that like we are also in a way responsible for without a doubt the research 100 so. like, the fans <laughs> telling us to do it us obliging the fans and that that's a reciprocal we, we kind of thing we helped boost it in the algorithm the nickelodeon's like hmm, maybe we maybe we should go back to this well totally. i don't know yeah see you guys <laughs> Bye. Take care. Bye. great seeing you again man. Bye, guys. great seeing you sunny see you angela Bye. see you buddy be on time next time, Siraj. He knows I love him to peace. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye, 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 yeah, uh, so we had to say goodbye to Serge and uh, Sean. So thanks so much, for guys, for hopping on. If you see this after the fact. Uh, Kyle, I want to jump to you now. Uh, obviously, 
while going into it, you're pretty fresh on the show itself. Uh, have you just finished this past year? Uh, what do you think about the changes and stuff that going they have going on for the live action series? Um, they they do leave a weird taste in my mouth, but I also understand them because it's a live action adaptation. Um, the storytelling does have to unfold in kind of a different way. Um, that being said, like I'm definitely like invested. I'm gonna watch every episode of this show, but I don't have like a clear set of expectations for what I need out of it. This, like there's sure there's things I want. I want to be entertained. I want to enjoy it, but I don't think there's gonna be a level of disappointment. That's not really a factor for me because just like Sean just said, just like Serge just said, it's right there, right? We've got we've got the old original show. We can always revisit it if we want that. Um, when I react to a show, I kind of come at it from the angle of of art direction and um and production design first and foremost and then i'll go to like within that is character design and then the writing then the plot elements and i think as long as they're able to nail it visually for me i'll be entertained and then the rest of it the experience is almost like an academic exercise you know like i'm looking forward to comparing and contrasting how a scene takes place in that show versus the original yeah and kind of mull over the changes they made and kind of decide if i like them or not and that that alone is kind of a fun prospect for me so if they like like the machine is suddenly being an omashu, you know, like I don't think that's gonna bother me necessarily. I'm gonna have to wait and see how they implement it, and then I'll probably have some thoughts about that one way or the other. But as long as it looks visually cool, and we all we all watch the trailer, like it looks fantastic, just on a visual level, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. dialogue notwithstanding, character development notwithstanding, <laughs> that is gonna yeah. have to come later once we're watching yeah. it. But like mm -hmm. I'm already sold on a visual level, and I think that's that's all that I really need out of it. Um I'm prepared to be blown away. If I'm surprised in that way, that's going to be fantastic. But I won't be disappointed if it doesn't live up to the hype of the original. Mm. Of course. Yeah. Uh, it's a great way to look at it. Uh, very open-minded, as the show would uh, ask of us, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll let you go uh, now yourself, uh, Kyle, because then you got to take off. Yeah, it's uh, great to see everybody. Thanks, Bye, Kyle. Yeah. Have it easy, man. Bye, Kyle. Yeah. Take care. <laughs> Always a pleasure, dude. <laughs> Simon, uh, again, the, the show being so personal to you, um, you've expressed your concerns online about, you know, what the, could these changes mean? Uh, what do you feel going into the, the series in a couple of weeks? Yeah, um, it's an interesting one because I, I'm trying my best to not read too much into the changes and what's being said and, you know, everyone's expectations because I want to go into it as neutral as possible. And there's been some really good points raised about it doesn't matter if it's good or bad because we still have the the animated show. And, you know, adaptions are very different to things like sequels because, you know, you are just retelling a story in hopefully a different and unique way. And sometimes I wonder if it's just people who are involved in the show maybe not being able to express themselves very well or it's being taken out of context because, you know, mm. unfortunately there is a tendency to twist things if it's going to make a headline. So... I'm trying to reserve judgment. Um, yes, there are some concerning statements that they've made, made around the potential to change some of the core elements. And again, if we take, for example, and talk about the sexism issue with soccer, mm, which yeah. on the face of it, you would say, yes, okay, it's good that there is less sexism. And I, I think that's what their intention was to say, that we're not going to have it as blatant. We're not going to remove it because it is a yeah. core element of soccer's character. It won't be you know, heavy-handed. Yeah, yeah, he's a teenager. That's his culture. Teenagers, yeah, he's he's the only male member of that tribe. He has ideas because, you know, he is a bit ignorant. He's a kid. And we all had, I'm sure that we've all had some opinion that mm -hmm. we've now grown out of. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the, 
the great thing is, is that he, that's his early character development is how he grows out of that through his experiences, you know, with Ang and Katara and everyone else, you know, and one of the earliest episodes, the, the Warriors of Kyoshi. I can't see how you do an episode like that unless you already have Sokka's, um, you know, I hate saying it's sexism because it sounds like it's a bad thing, but it, it is, it's an innate opinion. And I don't see how you can do an episode like that unless you are faithful to his flaws. So mm. I'm trying to ignore what's been said. As yeah. Kyle mentioned, visually, it looks stunning. Um, yeah. I think the casting from what we've seen is spot on. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. as long as no one calls him Ong, I'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think another issue people have touched on is saying, well, how can you fit 20 episodes into eight? Um, and I'd say, well, look at the episode lengths, 20 yeah. minute episodes. And this is going to be 45 six to 60 minutes, yeah. depending on how they want to run credits and things like that. Mm. It's not going to be an issue. It's just about how they structure it. Um, again, how they like mm -hmm. to mix things in because it's not going to follow that same exact pattern. But as long as the theme and the core of the show is the same, it won't matter. I'll I'll be happy with it. One yeah. People are going to be angry online anyway, so why does it matter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One, One Piece did well. That constricted, uh, that truncated 45 episodes right. into yeah. eight. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Um, uh, jumping over to uh, yeah, uh, Lexi and Justin again, um, what do you guys have... Uh, <clears throat> expectations uh, for the show uh, going into it again since you watched the show so recently um i feel like you know like sean mentioned the 2010 movie really set the bar so low yeah so i'm like you know saying ang instead of ong we're already off to a good start um but i really hope that it also can like live on its own like mm -hmm. have its own mm -hmm. legs because i feel like the show might also be a lot of people's intro to avatar in general yeah. So I'm like, is it going to be entertaining for someone who who knows nothing about Avatar? You know, like I think sometimes with adaptations, they're banking on the pre-existing fan base, which obviously makes sense. But I really hope that it has its own legs um, because, yeah, people are going to watch the show. And then, you know, if it's bad, they might not want to do they might not want to watch Avatar at all. That's their first intro to it. Yeah, uh, I felt the same way because I love Cowboy Bebop so much. And then like people's intro to that show was the Netflix adaptation. And I'm trying to tell people, no, the animation is a lot better. Please watch it. Please watch it. So I, yeah, I just hope that it has its own legs. That's kind of something that I'm hoping for in the adaptation. Mm -hmm. So, And I think I, from a completely not story at all standpoint, I'm really interested because, you know, the original obviously was released episode by episode every week like on a weekly basis and that's how when we watched it we did it like on a weekly basis we didn't binge watch and record um in that way so well we did two episodes at a time mm. but i've been hearing that it's going to be released all at once right. so that oh, is stop. i'm a little nightmare <laughs> yeah and so yeah. we're still trying to kind of figure out how we're going to do that i'm really excited to see and interested to see how you all do that how other people do that um not sleeping it, <laughs> yeah, lots of caffeine. <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like are we gonna then release all then all of our reactions at once but then it goes back to how um i believe simon was talking about how if you know you could go back and just take your time with it a little <clears> bit more <throat> it's like okay so how do we 
continue to do that, but people are going to be wanting to watch reviews of, you know, the last episode, but it's, it's, so that's kind of what I'm a little bit frustrated with is that they are releasing it all at once. Um, but I think, um, we're just going to take it how they give it to us. Um, but from a story, (laughs) from a story point of view, I am, I'm really going in with a very open mind, um, and just excited. And yeah, I touched a little bit on, on, you know, the musicality of the original, how I think that's going to change. And I'm excited to see uh, what the writing, how it holds up. Uh, Yeah, of course. I mean, that's a great uh, point to bring up. Obviously, the binge aspect of it is a a big change to how people will sort of digest this adaptation. Um, And uh, Angela, uh, how do you feel about that going into uh, the show as long as all the other sort of things uh, that we know of? Um, for the binge watching, like I said, is a reactor nightmare because (laughs) you feel like a desperation to kind of keep up and like pump it out. But it just with the show, when you take your time and you digest it and you have the story, like, like you're able to like think about it and let it settle and live with it for a little bit. I think that Mm -hmm. that's the better way to consume it. Uh, I know a lot of people are just going to binge watch it, um, but definitely when when you put your emotions out there for people, you do need time to recharge and and you don't want to just waste all your batteries at one time. So yeah. I, I think I think definitely taking mm-hmm. your time watching it is the best idea. Um, but my expectations with the show, like I said, as long as it's, you know, better than uh the movie <laughs> and 50 yeah. percent of the show i think we're off to a great start and the trailer really like put me at ease with that like the bending looks amazing yeah you know the yeah. music buildup that you got in both trailers you know I, everybody was just like oh do you hear that do you hear that like and that's so yeah. exciting um i think the hardest thing for the show would be to really capture the characters the way we know them and love them in a way that is not cartoonish because right. I'm, I'm super excited for Boomy, but Boomy is crazy. Yeah. Yes. He looks yeah. crazy. He acts crazy. He's nuts. He's the best. And I don't know if that translates well into live yeah. action. Yeah. Um, and so like, they have to be very careful to like toe the line of ridiculousness, but also kind of give us that crazy guy that we know and love. Not make a um, caricature of the original. Yeah. yeah. And, and you don't want it to be like so bonkers and off the wall. People are like, what's up with this yeah, guy? Cause if you yeah. haven't seen the original avatar, you don't know who this is. And you're like, I don't, I don't know what to think of this. Yep. Um, and then I think Paul has a really hard job of playing Iroh. Um, I think that is the character that like for all of us fans that it could really make or break the show for us, because Mm -hmm. if it is a caricature or if it's so far off from Iroh that, you know, it's, it's going to be like distracting while you're watching. It it really will be. So uh, I'm, I I have faith in Paul. I think Mm -hmm. like he's going to do great. Um, I, 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 I really think the characters are the thing that are going to drive it the most. I feel so at ease with the character or the actor that's playing Sokka. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was really worried about that. And, uh, yeah. they, they had like a behind the scenes thing where the, the kids were watching the trailer and he said that he like would actually stop while they were filming and give them notes on jokes. And I was like, that's the most Sokka thing ever. Yes. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah. like I, I feel like so at ease, you know, um, yeah. in that aspect. But like, if they if they don't nail the characters, it's it's going to be distracting for a lot of us fans. But I think if you haven't seen the original, I think this is going to be great. I think right. it'll make people want to watch the animated show because there's a lot of people that don't want to watch animation at all. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just not in their wheelhouse. Yeah. But it might make them 
kind of yeah. just go, well, what, what, well where, what is the source material? You know, yeah. like, what are all these people talking about? Yeah. So We don't uh, want to I, wait I, to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a great, uh, great gateway uh, drug potentially. Yes. <laughs> for, yeah. yeah. Give, give you your fix. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and Sonny, uh, again, like going into the show, uh, as I think particularly as a parent who said that you're excited mm. to show this to your, your mm. kid one day um, mm. there's is like this sort of like, obviously there's a uh, comparison we can make to the cartoon to the live action show, but it has been, as we said, 20 years now. And like, it maybe is just like a sort of justified time for like to introduce this, introduce this to a new generation. Mm. And this is the way to kind of do it. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that uh, going into it? Yeah, like I'm very curious to see again because of some of the, the the statements and comments that we've heard from the creators, and again with the whole like Game of Thrones comparison is like, okay, how mature are we? Are you gonna go here? Like how how much is there in in the, in the whole Game of Thrones thing? Like at, I I don't know. So so it's it's I don't know if it's gonna be a thing that like this show in particular, if that's something that's gonna get like really young people on board if it's something i'm gonna show my kids uh yeah. instead of the animation which is you know already perfect uh but at, at least like like as so many of you have, have already said like the, the whole thing with managing your expectations with this thing is um it, it, yeah it can be difficult and like when i saw the the first trailer um up until that point, I was a bit skeptic and I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Like visually it looks stunning. The music, like it's well, like it's making me emotional, like just hearing that and seeing, okay, these characters, like they, they, they look and feel like the characters that I know. Um, but it is just a, that's just a trailer. So you never really know. Um, and then those statements came out afterwards and then my expectations went like, oh, then I had to like rein myself in and be like, okay, no, 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 just go into it with an open mind um, mm -hmm. because this is going to be different. It's it's live action, it's not animation, again, as, as so many of you have said. And so it's it, they're gonna take a different route with the things they get. They're gonna merge some events and episodes and characters, um, but yeah, as soon as they stay true to those characters and the themes, I think that they they, they can't go really too wrong with that. Uh, no, nothing can go too wrong because it's it is there. But um, and yeah, we don't want that one to one adaptation. Right. Uh, we don't want copy and paste. No, we don't. We don't just want copy and paste. Uh, and I, and I thought like while like you. You guys were talking like I, I thought of like two examples in in my mind with like some other adaptations like recently where uh like you have for me like in in the one end you have something like the last of us uh, mm. adaptation mm. of a video game where they still manage to stay very very true to the characters and the yeah. story but also introduce new elements and make things work for live action that uh, couldn't work in a video game like the whole third episode that wouldn't work yeah. in a video game mm -hmm. um, but it was one of the best episodes of television ever um and, yeah. and it really added something to the story and the overall like themes the core theme of the last of us um and then f for me i don't know about you guys uh but but in the other end uh, you have something like the witcher which if yeah. you're familiar with the source material and and the books it, it just 
didn't <laughs> capture any of those themes really and the characters seem off and the motivations and like especially like the the, the plot itself and the story is just going in completely different ways and it's like okay now we're just doing something completely different like it's not even in the same ballpark anymore uh which is also fair it's fine uh, but it's just when you're coming into it having loved the the, the source material um it, it can be difficult um yeah. and again of course another big example being game of thrones and the last seasons and how and like they also how they adapted things in some of the earlier seasons like if you read the books you're like why did you do it like that and it's just like going into something with that knowledge of what came before it can be really really tough managing those expectations but again we need to remind ourselves to kind of okay rein all of that in and just go into it with an open mind so that is definitely what we're going to do uh, i don't know if we're gonna do reactions to it because i think cat is not at the moment as open-minded as i am mm. so, like, nope get that away from me um so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's, uh, yeah maybe it's uh, best to do it in private and have that be a private experience you know? <laughs> Exactly. Patreon like, exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We ended up doing that with the Witcher. Like we just stopped cold right. doing the reactions on uh, YouTube because we were just tearing yeah. it apart, and no one want to watch that. So right. yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and Omni, uh, I guess you know from the reactor standpoint, from the fan standpoint, like well, how do you feel going into it for the live action series? Well, I'm excited to finally be able to participate in the reaction sphere for <laughs> Avatar content. Yay! Um, I will say like. Like man, like many have said in this, like managing expectations is going to be key. This is never going to be what we grew up with or what mm -hmm. we experienced the first time. There are obviously limitations. You know, when you got animation, there's not. Oh, can we afford to do that? You know, there's not. You're not going to bump into any of that. You know, like can we pay the the CGI to make this look this way? Will we be able to build that set? Or how will this look in live action? Like you, you mm. can do whatever you draw. You know, in your it's it's all right there. So there's going to be that level. Obviously, we're constricting episodes, so you know things are going to merge, things are going to meld. As long as the spirit is intact, for me, the most important thing is the themes, the characters, and the story, and as well, just making sure that the world feels authentic because it's a world mm -hmm. I, I fell in love with. And like when it comes to adaptations, yeah. obviously, there's like this this towing of the line about how closely do we do we get to that for me i've always kind of approached it from like a perspective of well i know some people maybe animation's not their thing but i love this thing and more people need to see this thing if it if it represents it well enough that it gets them gets that feeling across the same feeling that i had or at least something similar to that at least somebody else is getting their gateway into that you know some people don't like certain types of uh even when it comes down to animation, there's some styles of animation. Some people just can't like, they just can't watch it. So like, it just opens up the audience in a different way. But if it's like, like Sonny said with the Witcher, where it's not really a representation of the thing you love, and then they have a different idea of what that thing is, then it just starts to fight itself. So mm -hmm. I'm just kind of worried a little bit once, you know, we got that thing about the creators leaving and all that, but then they came back and said this new show is actually going to do some new things that we're going to make canon in our upcoming stuff anyway. It was like, oh, that's a good idea. We're going to steal that. 
So I'm just like, so what's happening? (laughs) That was also like three years ago, you know, when that statement came out. So like, you know, Mm. they could have, because there was like a whole leaked cast description that was completely different than what is being advertised right now. So I don't know if they did a complete overhaul since they left. We don't know. We don't know. We're not behind the camera. The end of the day, when it comes down to when it comes out, you know, the trailer like blew me away. It looks by large and far better than M night. That was like the one, the yeah. first time I, I was like fuming in a theater. Same, I, went, yeah. I, went, I went into Dragon Ball evolution knowing that was going to be garbage. So I, yeah. didn't, I didn't leave the theater mad. And I walked in that. I was like, okay, this has promise. This is, this is it. Yep. Let's go. And then yep. it's like, <laughs> why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Um, so like i mean like the the it can only go up you know right. for me at this point you know i've read the comments that they said will it color my interpretation or my enjoyment of the show no i think some of the stuff they said sounds out of context so stupid because mm. <laughs> like it just sound, to me a lot of it came off belittling of the original of mm. those ideas like all oh, mm. the the gender roles with Katara were problematic so let's get rid of that or Sokka's sexism. We we wanted to get rid of that. We want to be talking about that. It was like, well, this is the thing about the show is like we were talking about before. It handles like real world issues and like it's not like it's glorifying any of these things. Like the whole thing is, mm-hmm. you no, know, she climbs out of those gender roles. He learns not to be sexist. He le- every, these characters see issues in the world and sometimes even in themselves and and grow. It's kind of the problem I've seen in a lot of things, and I'm I'm not the only one that's called it out. Uh, but like a lot of th- times in like the last five, ten years, we've been seeing a lot of like let's not have too many flawed characters in our lead spots mm-hmm. or whatever. Like let's not have any traits they need to grow out of or anything they need mm-hmm. to learn. They just kind of start off kind of as a blank slate to begin with, and that's just not how the world works. And that's one of the things that I loved about Avatar is it didn't skirt or shy away from a lot of that because that's the journey is like, you know, things are complicated. Sometimes somebody's going to have a different idea than you about certain things. And you might have to challenge that. You might have to go beat the out of your uh, sexist step grandfather. I don't know. Yeah. Like, (laughs) like women can't wear water bending here. It was like, Oh yeah. Well, sometimes sometimes you just got to challenge the world a little bit. And it just, the comments made me feel like they're, they're watering it down. Or they're mm. they're pulling their punches on, yeah. on a way, or they're afraid maybe they aren't good enough to tell those kinds of stories in mm. a nuanced way. But that's my problem with the comments, you know, because Sokka sexism technically is only wrapped up by the first fourth episode anyway. That whole yeah. arc, yeah. you know, the Koyoshi thing—that's episode four. So like that whole thing isn't a large part of the show for Sokka. It's a <laughs> yeah. good mm-hmm. initial thing for him to hurdle for him to overcome but like that right. doesn't persist past that point so right. if they cut that out they just took it, out the part where he got a hole in his pants that's pretty much yeah, it you know much, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's in the moment in watching it 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 would honestly it would just been better if they just didn't say anything mm. I think. yeah yeah because if it doesn't yeah. play into the story they're telling if it doesn't happen like you don't need to address it you don't need to say that there was a problem with the original and we're fixing it. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not, it's not that like you're, you're, 
you're being a coward <laughs> a little bit when you kind of <laughs> call it out as a problem in my in my book. But in the moment, it's not going to matter. Like if the the story they tell doesn't need that moment, if it doesn't, if his journey in this story doesn't need those elements, Sokka's got so many other characteristics and journeys like his own self-worth about being a non-bender in this group of really special, powerful people. Like that's Mm -hmm. a huge thing. Him trying to be a leader, him being the only warrior in his village when realistically there was, he was just wasn't old enough to go fight. You know, that's the reality of the situation, but then him learning to be a leader, being a strategist, him growing into becoming that warrior that he should have been, or that he thought he was initially. Like, it's all a coming-of-age thing. You know, that's just one teeny little aspect of his character, much like the the Katara comment. As much as she is a mother to the group, you know, it just depends on how they tell that story. That's not going to be that relevant in the first season anyway. You know, will that undo the moment she has with Toph and then the moment with Sokka being like, I don't even remember my mom, I just remember Mm. Katara? Like, that 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 one more than the Sokka thing irritated me because like it just, mm. you know, one thing I think the show, I'm sorry, I'm rambling at this point. <laughs> one thing that the show did really like it. well is it, it showed like so many different kinds of people and gave them a voice. You know, there was a like smorgasbord of badass women, like yeah. all throughout the season. And none yeah. of them were the same. They were all so different. Toph mm-hmm. was this, I got this, I can carry my own weight. I have to maybe even allow people to help me. You know, I don't want to be seen as weak or meek or anything like that because I can't see. Like I could take care of myself and then learning how to allow people to let you in. Katara lost her her family. You know, her mother was killed. Her father had to leave. She had to take over that role. And I've known people that have had to do that in their lives. They became the parent for their sibling. Right. It's what happens. Like it's it's not bad. You know, right. then you have people like June. She's out there. She's a badass, sexy bounty hunter. Hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> May, Azula, Ty Lee, Suki. Like, it's just like, yeah. like it's not, it, to me, it was just like, why are we limiting this? I was like, I don't know that that's what we're doing, but that's what it sounded like when they put that statement out into the ether. It was just like, oh, that's not what women are. And I was like, well, women aren't just a box. Men aren't just a box. Like, there's... I'm a shade. Yeah. Of, there's all kinds of shades. And I'm yeah. just like, that's one thing the show really did well was like it it oh it really broadened your perspective on humanity. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm hoping that the, with, with the <laughs> I'm hoping what the uh uh what the implication with those statements is just that they're trying to adapt sort of like maybe the sort of over the top cartoonic level of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um to be a more a little more like live action ease so like because you know that's like, what i'm hoping it, like you're for kids yeah. or in a cartoon you kind of have to have like moments where saga's like girls can't do this it's like maybe not making it so overt in a way where like right. we can like digest it a little more maturely mm-hmm. um, right yeah stuff like that and um andres i guess to sort of help us uh, wrap things up here uh what yeah. are your thoughts going into the live action series uh coming <sighs> soon? 
I heard everyone's thoughts and I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. And I'm the last person and everyone's like, just wrap it up. Um, <laughs> my bad. I took the No, 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 no. I just feel like it, it's such a... It, I've been talking about this for years, man. I don't know if you know this, Eric. I'm sure you do. Like ever since I even had an opportunity to be on a mic on a podcast, like way back in the Schmoes day, I talked about the power of animation. And, and I've always argued for the fact that it could stand alone regardless of of what genre it is regardless of what age group it is animation can do the same thing that live action can do if not better it, mm -hmm. and it it kind of frustrates me personally that we're still it's 2024 and we're still undermining animation we yeah. still have we had the opportunity to nominate spider-verse for best picture and it didn't get nominated that's yeah. the kind of stuff that like yeah bugs me because it's like we know what animation can do. And sometimes right. I'm like, yeah, let's bring it live action. It'd be cool. And then sometimes I'm like, is there a reason for it? Is there a purpose for it? Because Sonny, I don't know if you can back me up on this. When it comes to like the Rebels crew and seeing them in live action, mm -hmm. to me, that was a little bit different because to me, that was like, I want to see a live action Hera and a live action Ahsoka and a live action Sabine, because that to me really can get Star Wars fans to be like, I have to see Rebels. Like Rebels is a must watch mm -hmm. now that I've yeah, seen Ahsoka. Whereas for this Copper one- sold it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for this one, I feel like, I feel like everything you can get from a live action show, the, the animated show can already do. And, mm -hmm. and I, I always say this, the only reason for me that I'm always gonna support in some way or another, a live action version, version of these shows mm -hmm. is because of the cast the kids mm -hmm. yeah the, yeah the, having the opportunity to have new actors that are of the correct race of these yeah. characters yeah. like mm -hmm. that's why i love seeing live action ezra live action sabine as well because you have yeah. the opportunity to have these actors be like hey this is my chance and my opportunity to be in a star wars show to be in an avatar the last airbender show so I guess that's my thought process on it. I still want people to just invest in animation and just give it a shot because I do yeah. feel like this is a show that can already do what anything live action can do. Um, it's so not a genre, it's, it's, it's a medium. Yeah. 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 It's a medium. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. when people talk about it as a genre, it's like, mm, no. Yeah, it's live action is the exact same way. Of, yeah, exactly. Like, it's better at storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would yeah. say that. Some um, live actions it, for kids, some live actions isn't. Some animations for kids, some yeah, animations not. Definitely. Some definitely. comics are for kids, some comics you definitely shouldn't show your kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no one medium that is exclusive to an age range. Right. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, can, can I just add well, like one quick comment uh, here at, um, at at the end, I guess, um, mm -hmm. with <clears throat> talking about like what what in the action, like the, the animated series, um, that it really encompasses like so many different types of of people that we see, um, and there there is so much uh, representation just in in, mm. in the animated version, and they're carrying that over to the live action. But something that they have a chance to, I don't, I don't necessarily want to say like improve upon, um, but it is something that I talked with, with Kat about and I, I kind of pr promised to mention it, um, was uh, not a lot of queer representation in mm. the original animated series. Yeah. Um, that is something where yeah. they have a chance to to actually add e even more of a, like a, a broader picture of. Yeah. 
representations mm-hmm. totally and, and, and different kind of kinds of people um in in the live action so i'm i'm curious i'm sure a lot of people are going to go oh low garbage but <laughs> they can off um yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. i welcome yeah. it yeah. Yeah. yeah go for it it sounded mm-hmm. for a second you said woke cabbage. I woke cabbage. Hey, that too. <laughs> that too. Uh, uh, but very true, Sonny. Very true. Uh, I mean, the opportunities it has are something that we should uh, definitely encourage, I think, for them to explore and to, like, yes, make this, make their own mark, but also mm-hmm. uh, pay tribute to what we love about the show and mm-hmm. going with an open mind. That's why I always encourage everyone to uh, deal with, like, these things. Like, just being open-minded about, like, what it can do for us, what we can give to it to improve upon itself, um, and that way we can make things better. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining me today because, uh, obviously, the show has been such a huge impactful uh series for us on a personal level on a sort of professional level for channels uh, business wise and it's been uh, such a pleasure for me to go and revisit uh the series uh, a dozen times over <laughs> through all of you uh, and your experience <laughs> it. uh it's, it's been truly a, a blessed experience um thank you so much for watching today uh, if you find this on youtube obviously leave a like subscribe all that good stuff comment uh tell us if you have an idea uh for another crossing the streams crossover event you want to hear you want to see people come together for we will be back i think uh definitely in april for our view of the walking dead series uh, which is another uh huge reaction uh uh staple of the community um and then also something star wars probably in may uh once we get uh past the bad batch <laughs> uh, sunny looks very happy very excited. Uh, I'm there's lots of you know <laughs> uh in the meantime we'll catch you on the next episode thank you so much thank bye. you thank you bye, bye. <laughs>